Welcome to the November 16th episode of the Bench Boys podcast. On tonight's episode, Jared Tyrell and I get into the fine Morrissey received for hitting Oshie and the NHL's inconsistent discipline standards. We touch on the NHL's newest coaches and go through the league's epically long injury list. And I mean epically long. <laughs> of course, Nylander and the Leafs make an appearance on the pod where we get into some of the nerdier details of the different contract scenarios. This weekend features the first Battle of Alberta of the season, and the boys will be live on location. Sit down, relax, and enjoy the episode. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. We're the bench boys, we're the bench boys, coming to you live. So why not plug in a Well, boys, how's it going tonight? Good, thank you, buddy. How are you? Not too bad. Ready to rock? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thanks for having me again. I will be your host again. Tyler is my name. Uh, Jared is with us as well. How's it going, everybody? And then filling in for Brett for the last week, for at least for now, is Tyrell again. How's it going? So, boys, I think the first thing I want to talk about is the Morrissey hit from Wednesday night on TJ Oshie. Yep. We went into it in pretty heavy detail last week, and it's pretty fitting that it happened oh. again. <laughs> very, very similar play again. I got to chuckle out of this as soon as I saw it. We talked about this for probably, I don't know, what, 20 minutes last week? Yeah, it was one of our more uh, fired-up debates, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but this is exactly my point. Morrissey, who is not a huge guy, but yep. he's not Matheson. Mm-hmm. But he goes after T.J. Oshie, who's the bigger boy. Yep. Throws him down pretty hard. Like, that was not just was finishing a, your check and kind of pushing the guy over. That was an aggressive uh, finish, we'll call it. If that's Peter, if that's Patterson, man, you think the death threats were bad before. Yeah. But yet, Oshie is not looking so hot after that. Like, he did not. Ooh, he didn't look like yeah. he was uh, Yeah. very did- happy with that. No, he didn't look good. So, buddy, buddy's not officially concussed as of the fine time, at least. Which is crazy. Well, man, it's just it's the same thing that I said before. It's like, well, the guy didn't get injured. The guy can't get suspended. It's just it's such a joke because you like to, it's the same thing. That like I'm gonna be super surprised if he's not concussed because you could. It looked like he almost got knocked out there. Like I give him props for getting back up like he did, and <laughs> you could just tell he's totally fogged in. Yeah. He's like, maybe his only thought is there's just a little bit of time left and I need to stay in the play. And he's just kind of gets up like, oh, God. Yeah, well, your typical hockey player move, If right? he's it's... not concussed, that's remarkable because he landed straight, basically neck and back of his head. His helmet popped up a little bit. It's like, He definitely how... landed hard. But in, in my opinion, this is probably where I disagree with you guys a little bit. We are on the different sides. I, I think it's a completely fine uh, play. But how is that different than the Pedersen one? And that's where I don't think it is. And 
the that's my problem. Why Morrissey got fined in this one is because of the precedent they set in the the but first one. But that's garbage. Two games and a fine is way different. But again, but yeah. for what? But they've set currently in their rules is that it is dependent on injury. Right, is that that is that plays a factor, and because but, he wasn't at the time injured, so even like they're going based off of the criteria that they currently have. But I personally, and this is where we disagreed last week, is the play in general. I didn't have an issue with. The reason I don't have a total issue with it is because, well, like I don't really blame Morrissey because that is a hugely high pressure and tense situation, last minute of play. Like against the they gotta Cup defend, finals. yeah. They gotta defend against, you know, the freaking the barrage of offense. And you know, Morrissey's just finishing his check. Like he's just battling. Is basically what it is, in my opinion. He's, yeah, battle. He's battling hard, and you know, like in any pro, maybe in a different time of the game, I would have been like, okay, Morrissey, that was a little bit overboard because it can't. It's teetering, right? Because that was an aggressive finish, and it just. He, he it's not a, it's not a slew foot but it's pretty close but he's it's taking him down on his like on it, his head like almost the, the, like the reason i say it's pretty close like i'm not i'm not saying it's a slew foot because like yeah. the slew foot is you come and kick his feet out but he puts his knee right behind it's his on, legs and then pulls him over it that's the same action of a slew foot it's yeah. just you don't kick his feet out you bring him towards you instead of kicking it out and like making land on his ass but my problem is it's the same shit. It's the same thing that happened to Wilson, it's, right? Yeah. Wilson's suspension gets dropped to 14 games. Why? Because an independent somebody comes in, looks, and goes, you guys are giving people too many games for suspensions. And, like, it's the same thing happened to Weidman, right? Yeah. Bat, way back right. when. The two games is the problem for Matheson. Yeah. The two game. If, if Matheson gets two games, Morrissey has to get two games. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm it, sorry. It and it's because it, it's pretty well the same thing, right? Like, maybe the Pedersen one is a little bit more. I think this kind of what like the panel was talking about on Sportsnet. They were talking about how it was kind of you know after the initial hit. Right, it's kind of two. Whereas you know the Morrissey almost. Yeah, yeah. the Morrissey Oshi was more of a full entire battle, but. It's, it's see, like it's splitting hairs. Like exactly, if you're gonna watch it frame by frame and like, oh well, there was you know there was a little bit. It it they're still tied up in the same act. Yeah, it's the same play. It's the same hit. But when, but then you're taking away the ability to play hard. I mean, I don't I'm, think Oshi. I mean, it sucks that he got hurt, but Oshi plays hard every game, and Oshi is oh, the yeah. first type of guy that. I mean, he's he's not gonna back down from that battle either, right? And I mean, he probably. I mean, I haven't heard if he's actually said anything about it because he probably is a little woozy. I mean, yeah. he definitely got hurt on it. He, but he's, well, he's not fine for sure. Yeah, right. So I mean, I don't expect a response right away. But he's the type of guy that battles, and I felt that was a battle, right? The whole time they were playing yeah. hard. I mean, Morrissey definitely got the edge on him, right? He got the knee up behind him. But bottom line, I mean, if Oshi was able to, he would have done the exact same thing in that situation. Which is what I'm saying is. Mm-hmm. It's the two games for Matheson that's the problem. Yeah. Florida, like, okay. So, I was, so, I was so, do you have a problem with playing that hard? No, right? I have a problem no, no, with no. Matheson getting two games. Yeah. Only? No, okay. I'm, I have a problem. Like, why? If he gets, if Matheson gets, they set the precedent with that. Yes. They set the precedent at two games. And then why? The NHL is now yeah. all of a sudden given 
Morrissey a PB slap when you literally like two weeks ago said this is what that is. And I'm with you on that one, and it makes them once again That's, look stupid because it, nothing is consistent, right? Like every GM complains all the time, just make it consistent, you know. And I agree. I don't think they should have given him Matheson two games, but because they did, Morrissey should be sitting there with two games as well. But instead, he's got his hockey fine. is far from black and white. But this is about as close to black and white as you get on right. like like it's not like it's freaking the close playoffs. To time it's not frame. like it's preseason. It's it's within a month of each other. No and guys with history. It's same. Yeah. Right. It's just it's ridiculous that they're not like it's they're so close together and they're not going to stand up for themselves and give set the same precedent. It's just yeah. ridiculous. I agree with you on that one. And the Department of Safety has continuously proved that... They have no they idea have, what they're doing. No. And they have zero <laughs> consistency yeah. whatsoever. I was listening to some radio from Toronto today and then Chris Pronger on, former head of player safety. Yeah. Right? And so, he straight up said, this is why I don't do this anymore. Well, and this... Absolutely. Because I don't think they want to take this type of, like I say, battle out of the game of hockey. But because no. Pedersen got hurt on the last one... And head concussions, I mean, that is huge right now, especially with the lawsuits and everything, I mean, being settled right now. Uh, it's massive well, right in the media. Did you see that? Which? The settlement? Yeah. <laughs> $22,000. For which? If you settle, per. if you're if you're part of the, the class action settlement for the NHL and the concussion shit, if you want to settle as a player, it's $22,000. Yeah, it's not very good. On wow! A, on average, wow. I can't. It gets you know, dispersed based off of who needs it more and different things. But it's but. like it's, it's like uh, I can't really work and stuff. It, just yeah, a couple bucks. Wow, <laughs> sweet! I'm gonna live for uh, a year on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the unfortunate part, and that's where a lot of players. Some guys are saying, "Hey, I need money now, though, because I'm so far in debt." And twenty two grand ain't getting you out of that. Well, that's yeah, just it. Well, no, but I mean they're saying, "Hey, I need anything to get." you know buy today because i need to go buy you know a sandwich and these guys are in <laughs> oh, bad situation. I, that's it's but for yeah sure. that's the other thing about that whole play too again like i i have a problem with like how player safety and the refs are not like on the same kind of plane yeah. either because how is you know i think there probably could have been a penalty there too right well it's the same as the Pedersen one like there yeah. was no penalty on the Pedersen but one, like but there's, there's a two game suspension so this one same thing but at least at least this one it's a fine so it's like the no call on the ice is a little better but at the same time right that's the one thing that's slightly different about them like you said this is near the end of the game mm-hmm. like between the jets and the caps yeah, yeah. near the end of the game ref doesn't want to make that call anyway exactly because yeah. it's right yeah so because it's near the end but it's still like if you think it's worth a suspension in the end, it's, I mean, suspension or a fine. refs miss call, like refs miss plays. It just, it happens. Yeah. You only have, you can only see so much. So it's like, sometimes you're going to get a missed call, but, but I, I don't think the Pedersen was a missed call. I think that was, he saw it and decided that wasn't a penalty. Well, and, and that's just league, it. And I, I think the refs disagree currently with some of the calls that the department is making because that's not they're right. not making the calls on the ice, but I'm, it's hard. It's, it's for yeah. sure hard. Like, as a ref, I'm sure, like some of the shit, like the I'd hope, I hope linesmen feel this way, but the bullshit with kicking centerman out of the faceoff to the yeah. point of calling penalties, yeah, they have to not like that, yeah, right, that like right, like I I understand I don't these think guys. Anyone don't really, likes that. I understand. Well, that's why I'm hoping, <laughs> like from the fan side of things, like I know as a linesman, you're not really like 
in the game necessarily, like as much as a head referee is. But I hope they don't want to be that guy and call that penalty. Right? Right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm with you. And I, I, I think the right calls on the ice have been made currently. And the department, they're under so much yeah. pressure from external sources. They're going to make the types of calls they're going to make. Right, and then they kind of they kind of brought it up today on the radio I was listening to. It was like, if that's your top player. So, like, they obviously, Leafs Radio are talking about, what if that's Marner? getting yeah. thrown to the ice flames what if it's johnny oh you're putting up a stink yeah if i have a johnny i mean yeah, i mean it's... i'm probably not going on twitter and sending death threats like vancouver fans <laughs> that's but absolutely i'm absurd. pissed yeah and that's the problem that's like for us at least we at least have a non-biased opinion towards these particular ones yeah but I would be like I'm pretty fired up about Matheson or sorry Morrissey not getting something just because the league is just not, not showing a bat. Like, yeah, setting exactly. a bad precedent. They're not standing up for anything. Yeah. But if it was Marner, man, I would be fucking livid today. Yeah. And then did uh did Kuznetsov is he okay too? Because he got uh, he took he got clipped kind of in that game as well on the jaw or whatever. Yeah, he is currently not okay. Right. Can... Oh, is he day to day too? <laughs> I think he's one, of, be one of the four thousand NHLers that seem to be day to day injured yesterday. Yeah, it's and not a... a lot due to the heads, and that's and that's why they're they made the call on Pedersen the suspension. I'm surprised they're not doing it with Oshie because the concussions clearly are a thing. But as much as player safety needs to step up and i don't know what they can do about it but like the helmet manufacturers and stuff needs to step up if there's, uh, if there's a way to see, do that and i don't see, know if there uh, yeah is, but... see that's i don't think that's fair to blame the helmet manufacturers but are you going to continuously but, start slowing well, but down the, hockey yeah just but the, because but, well, but the thing of all is the concussions because they're here but you can't tell the helmet fa- manufacturers to make concussions go away no that's not how concuss- it's your neck it's the neck that it's, the, the it's re- movement the, on your neck right that causes does the, the research and development for these types of equipment yeah but i mean needs to cut you know start doing some more research that, on how they can protect these guys I mean, maybe it's not a helmet i mean maybe it's something else to, you know i don't know if it's the whiplash that's causing this type of stuff but clearly concussions are happening more and more often i mean absolutely the amount of injuries you know when you go through the list concussion 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 upper body injury upper body yeah. injury upper you know i mean you know what a lot most of, them of those are. are when guys yeah the only thing that's getting hit in the games is their heads problem is in my point like football players are wearing massive helmets yeah. and still and getting concussion still issue. so you can't like it's not a helmet problem it's not a helmet problem yeah. it's there's like, only so much i've seen do. i've seen a couple things like where it's uh like a training tool it looks absolutely ridiculous. They put it on a football helmet, uh, but it's like basically a weight, and you basically spin this weight around and strengthen your neck. Because the point right. is, obviously, what causes a concussion is your brain slamming into the side of your head. Well, a fucking helmet doesn't make the inside of your head softer. Yeah. No, right? Obviously, what a helmet's supposed to do is kind of give you a little shock absorber. Yeah, but clearly, football helmets don't even do that, and they're friggin' like. An inch and a half thick. Right? Yeah, like, there's massive. a lot of cushion in a football helmet. Yeah. No, it's true. There's so, right, there's so many guys, and if it's your face, it's your face, well, right? I mean, yeah. like Dubé's. It doesn't matter how thick that helmet Dubé, is. Dubé Fowler. Yeah, yeah, he's getting uh, exactly. you know the concussion because yeah, yeah. But right, Locked so it's yeah. it's it's that shit. So basically, this tool or whatever workout machine, if you want to call it that, is basically to strengthen your neck. Which yeah. then, so now you have the shock absorber of your neck. And the helmet 
And supposedly, their science is showing that it's working. Now, again, it's the same old... So I'm not a scientist, but it's really hard to test that shit quickly. you got to test that over a long period of time. Yeah. And plus, how do you... You basically just got to have correlations, right? Well, but so plus, just, trying to get the league to buy in on it, too. Especially the players. Do yeah. they really want to put another piece of equipment on? Well, blah, that's blah, it. Blah. This is a training thing, so it's like... Oh, these right. guys, these guys do a lot of training. Yeah. These guys do a lot of training. Well, <laughs> this thing, first of all, looks ridiculous. <laughs> like, I've, I've seen videos of people using it, and it's absolutely ridiculous. But at the same time, if you're Sidney Crosby, yeah, in hindsight, he would right. do it. If it yeah. works. I guarantee, right? Absolutely. I remember, I mean, I think it was back 05 or 06. Yeah, it wouldn't have been 05 because it was a lockup, but 06. Um, when Iggy got nailed from behind and and they said i mean had he not been as strong as he was and in the neck and the shoulders i mean he may Mm. have broke his neck right i mean because he was just straight head first in but i mean thankfully he's strong enough that he was able to kind of support himself so maybe that's the answer that's it it's but so many of these players are just so the size difference nowadays Mm -hmm. is insane i mean there's 60 70 80 pound difference in some of these guys i mean you got buffalo at 260 and pedersen at one side I mean, that's a hundred hundred pound difference that's yeah. a generous 260 yeah <laughs> yeah realistically <laughs> maybe first day of camp yeah. <laughs> right so but yeah that's in you know the whole with the morrissey and like Man, watching that third period, like, it's just the way that the Jets play, too. Like, they're, like, the ultra-aggressive team, you know? And Like, they have a huge intimidation factor, especially Bufflin, obviously. Like, had he hit... I can't remember who he lined up. Yeah, he had him in the trolley Yeah. If he would have got hit, he would have been donezo. Like, and that's the thing with Bufflin on the ice and some of those players. Like, you got to keep your head up. Bufflin went after Boyle on the weekend, too. Right. Yeah. He's that was a, a big one. Yeah. Boyle's got a concussion yeah. in that, too. Like, Jesus Christ. Still, that's yeah, the thing is. about the Jets. And you got to, they got to be careful with it, too, right? Because you can't, they always, you know, the last probably three years, they've been, they're always teetering they're on right. that line, right? <laughs> yeah, they're right. Are they yeah. over the line? And then, you know, some games, depending on the refs, they get, you know, six, seven penalties. Yeah. Your power. You could your probably penalty. go through every team, and every team has probably had a player with a concussion on it this year. Easy, yeah, already, and we're a month in. The Leafs might, and some of them are have. a lot of superstars. Maybe not Leafs. I mean, but almost. But like that's off the top of my head. I'm thinking. I agree with you, right? But like I'm a just, lot. Yeah. There's been a lot. I'm you know that's probably an exaggeration. There's 31 but, teams, but still. Man, there's been a lot. Of, well, like we're gonna go through. I guess it, on, if you went through been, it on average, I guess maybe not every team, yeah. but on average, there probably is right now. Yeah, but man, that was a hell of a hockey game. Between yeah. The Jets oh and yeah. Like I that wanted... was that was a really nice Wednesday night, like national game for us. That was a top. Yeah, absolutely. That was a top tier game because you know that both those teams are going to be you know making runs but again. Again, like has been talked about by me on the podcast, making fun of Don Cherry. <laughs> game winner last night or Wednesday night. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stick in the lane. Right. Gets a piece of it. Exactly. Puts it underneath Copley's glove. Totally. That's an easy save for Copley from out there. And, yeah. like, basically you took a pretty standard shot from a standard guy. Like, it's not like Lionel's coming and they're going to put it under the bar at yeah. 90 miles an hour. So you stuck your stick in the lane and made a scoring chance. Out of nothing. Out of nothing. So, like, obviously, like, we talk about like, – I make fun of Cherry a fair bit on some of his takes. Yeah. And I like as a goalie too. I enjoy when players 
tip pucks out and out of the way and out of the line. But the odd time it does go in your net. Well, it's like it on looks a really bad. On and a play Carlson like, was pissed. Yeah, and on a play like that, like it, it's it's not even that threatening. Well, that's it's just I mean. Chirac coming in. He's above the circle. He's just putting a wrist shot on. Just that's leave what I mean. It. It's if, so instinctual, though, as a yeah. player and a defenseman when it's coming at you. I mean to to put something in front of it. Dude, players put their sticks up above their head to hit pucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Never mind on the ice. Yeah. It's a Guilty. tough. Uh, it's a tough switch to turn off yeah, for sure. Right? So it's like Cherry. He brings it up. He brings it up. He brings it up. Yeah, and it's true. Like on the odd time where it goes in your net, Carlson's pissed, and he knows it's his fault, hundred percent. Yeah, but I also guarantee you, Carlson's kept a couple out of his net. Oh, exactly yeah. right. Right, like, and if it's Ovi, and or Line A or another like sharpshooter coming in. Get your stick in the lane. Yeah. Sure. For sure. Your goalie might not have a chance if you just let him shoot. Mm-hmm. But a guy like Shabbat or like, you know, a bottom six guy, even some even some second line guys, you're like, you're not scoring from up Yeah. Here. It's the NHL. Yeah. Guys don't score outside the, the home The goalie plate. should be taking care of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a t- it's a tough one for the, the Caps because that game was probably going overtime. Yeah, that was a super interesting yeah, game. Especially a couple a minutes point. after Backstrom. Got absolutely just, robbed by yeah, the hockey gods. Totally. Like, robbed. Yeah, how did that puck not go in? That wow. Was... That was crazy. Off Hellebuck, off the post, off his leg. <laughs> going in, Buffalo gets there. On the line, pulls it off the line. Off Hellebuck, off, off the, post the post again. <laughs> and out. What? Crazy. Let's cover for those ones that the defenseman shoots 10 feet wide and it goes off some guys facing the wrong yeah. direction. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I do Off some guys ass and in the net. Yeah, I would. I did want to point out too, just like how much I love the move of putting Ehlers on the top line with Wheeler and Shifley while he's not playing the hottest. Exactly, like that's, that. That's a clutch move. Hey, it's a, like, it's, it's a bold strategy. It's yeah, a, it's bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, see how it plays out. Looks like it's working. <laughs> but yeah, Paul Maurice is like he's one of those coaches who's not afraid to shake up his lines, even with good and bad. You know, like. Yeah. creating chemistry trying to get players going or yeah he'll play young guys too and he's he's not scared to shuffle it on the fly and you know he makes some great calls like almost nightly switching up his lineups in game yeah, yeah. i really like peters actually for doing that too i was yeah. i'm surprised he's... how often he's been willing to change things up i mean i know he keeps saying he wants to get some consistency in his lineup but some guys just haven't really performed well enough to allow him to do that james neal <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Case in point. But uh, overall, I've actually been impressed with his willingness to shuffle the lineup and, and not be afraid to sit guys like Neil and, you know, for a period and kind of be like, hey, no, step it up. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to play and reward guys. And then like tonight, Bennett. exactly like Bennett, exactly. Getting yeah. some time on the second line with Kachuk. Yeah. Yeah, coaching. It's, uh, it's a bit of an interesting uh, game gamut, that one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just really weird. Especially this year so far. Obviously, we talked a little bit about last week, right? With Quinville getting fired. Yeah. one of ev- like I think everybody is kind of... Quinville is in the top echelon of coaches. Oh, around the absolutely. Bad obviously, like, dude's a $6 million coach. It wasn't for... wasn't because he negotiates really well. Yeah. Like, the dude's a good coach. He had three cups. But the fact that he got fired now, it's just like... It's just... It's so weird in the NHL right now with just what's happening. Yeah, what... Yeah, what was it? Was there seventeen 
coaches, 18 coaches since uh, the beginning of last year. That have been fired. That have have turned over. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, because some have done it twice now, like L.A., uh, at the beginning of last season and already this that's year. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about um, that. Yeah, so a couple teams like that. That uh, yeah, the amount of turnover has just been absolutely crazy. Like almost yeah, two thirds of the league seems like that leash is tightening up a little no, bit. It's, oh. it's not like there's no coaches left that are. There's tight. no longevity Especially, like yeah. Lindy Ruff in Buffalo for 15 years. And Pittsburgh makes the trade with LA over like was it Wednesday or Tuesday? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Tuesday, yeah. They got to shake that up. Yeah. They're seven, six, and three. Yeah. Anybody thought Pittsburgh was gonna like? Uh, I'm not saying Pittsburgh does this normally. They start slower. Yeah. But seven, six, and three. I don't think like I wouldn't have bet on that. No. I don't think anybody would have. So yeah. this trade, well, this trade surprised. shakes up the room. If the trade doesn't work, I don't see that as a stable coaching position. Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't like, think? No, I don't think so, dude. Already, they have. I mean, if being they one go, year removed well, from but, having back to back Stanley Cups, it. you think your job's already on the line? But think about it. I oh, think, that's cold blooded. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Coach Q is going wants to come out of retirement, partial retirement right now for a, a winner. That is a pretty tempting <laughs> leash yeah. to pull on. Wow, and like. With Pittsburgh, I guess, yeah, if you're getting, yeah, with Man, Pittsburgh, with, I feel like uh, I don't. I think there is, there should be a short leash there because they should not be missing the playoffs for sure. Well, and but look at their games played compared to the rest of the team. I mean, seven, yeah. six, and three. Well, I mean, that's still not even. But it's five hundred. That's five hundred. That's less technically than five hundred. Yeah. When what were they? Uh, the year they won the cup, though the first. That's cup. that's I why I don't cup, think you can but, read too much. But three years like ago. that's what I, like I I agree. Like I'm not saying Pittsburgh but should then be. A coaching change I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I expected Pittsburgh to be fucking ten three and three. But yeah, uh, what's the name came in? Yeah, Pittsburgh. Maybe they do need a coach. That's what. That's when they win their cups. When uh, what's true. Their name came <laughs> Sullivan came in yeah. mid season, won a cup. And in 09, uh, um, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, what the went fuck? to Buffalo. I was, yeah, I was just talking about him the other day. But he came in. That was yeah. mid season change. Bilesma. They won. Bilesma, right. Yeah, they won the. Uh, yeah, me too. Cup <laughs> the year he came in mid season. That's true. Coach yeah. Q getting his fourth ring. And you know, like if that they would go. Be crazy. It's like right now. here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, and I changed my mind. Crosby is actually better than Taves. <laughs> I was just saying that while I was over there. <laughs> and you know, like with Pittsburgh, you know, like right now, obviously it's too soon, especially for their situation and the team. It's too soon to talk about that, obviously. But if they go through like half the season and they're still around 500, then that's maybe when those talks start heating exactly, up. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. now is a bit early, but man, yeah. if. 2019 rolls around and they're still i guess especially when you yeah a month and a half in when you are technically above 500 and you've won two out of the last three stanley cups i i guess if if, if the second best coach you know ever is available or, you know or third best coach ever is available then you you that's the consider problem. it but that's the problem if coach it, q wasn't available there wouldn't got, even be a question there should be a lot of yeah. other teams considering him before pittsburgh but that's all i would is he going to consider them is also the thing. Yeah, like, he's not going to take a rebuild. But, I like, on, honestly, like... Other than maybe, like, a Buffalo-type rebuild where they're close. Yeah. Like, they're not at the start of their rebuild. They're kind of hoping to try and come out of their rebuild. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's just, this is, like... It could be a classic Pittsburgh Cup win where... Yeah. yeah. 
Mid-season change of coach, boom. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it, it's ridiculous to think I mean, about. it'd be so cold, but it would be so classic. And if you win the cup, then it's the greatest it doesn't move matter, in the world. Yeah. It doesn't and, matter. And Rutherford, I mean, he would be looked at as sheer genius. Yeah. <laughs> the shrewdness of it all, though. I mean, that but, conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> but speaking of Chicago, I mean, they got their first win under... Colleton. Colleton. Yeah. Fucking big shutout. one nothing barn burner. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Big one for Crawford, the team, and Colleton, yeah. I think, on that one. I think so, too. That's... What did you think of... Uh, I mean, just before we go on his early performance, I mean, it hasn't been that long at all, but the team gave him the puck, uh, game puck afterwards, and he called it really awkward because he didn't think... Uh, he deserved <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I, I I don't know. I think it's fair. I think that's pretty standard. I mean, he's 33, he's, right? So he's... It's his first NHL win period, right? Like, guys yeah, get pucks yeah. for first assists. First I think that's points, legit. First goals. Yeah. First win as a goalie, right? I think it's fair. Like, if a player needed that puck, too... Yeah, if sure. it was maybe if it was his first shutout, like, Crawford's first or, shutout. Yeah, or like it wasn't Crawford, it was some rookie goalie got <laughs> yeah. his first win too. It's like, okay, sure. Yeah. But I mean, what the hell? I think you're going to give the puck kinda... to the NHL for them to sell it? Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to do with a little bit of this age thing. And, I, and I'll be Could curious, be right? And the, obviously, times are changing with Dubas being, you know, 31 and uh, GM, and this guy's 33 and a coach. But I'll be curious. I mean, yeah, he's only a year, two years older than these guys, same age as Kane. Like, It'll be interesting to see, is he able to get these guys listening to him in the system that he's Yeah, like, I don't think it's going to be a problem deploy. now, like, for the next month or two. But the next time there's a real bump in the road, how do they take it with yeah. him, like, barking at him to do laps and shit? When it's, yeah, end of January, they're coming back from their five-day break. They've lost the, eight of the, the last circus, ten. The circus road trip. Yeah, they lost eight, mm-hmm. eight of the last ten. And, yeah, they're sitting there saying, buddy, we've got three cups. I don't care if we've lost ten around. I am bored. not I'm fucking doing out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and plus, yeah, like, I wonder just how much of an opportunity they're going to give him to kind of, you know, like the team itself, management. What kind of what kind of leash has he got? Because Quinville got fired pretty damn quick this season. So if you're gonna come in, you got to make a difference. But maybe he doesn't. Decade and you can get fired. Then, uh... (laughs) but at the same time, everybody's got an end of the line. Like, yeah, I don't think you can. Every coach has a shelf life per team. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, like these guys, you don't you don't hire a young coach like that. And not in your head go, no matter what, we're giving him a year. Yeah. I don't think. I would think even more of that. Similar like, to unless... Bedner, it's similar to uh, Blash Hill in Detroit, right? Like, uh, Holland right now is even trying to back Blash Hill by saying, it's not his fault where he's at. Like, he came in as the nobody. team, yeah, was <laughs> on its, you know, worst downward trend. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just fire him because we have a bad record. It's not reflective of who he is as a coach. Yeah. And so I'm... I'm I respect that actually. Mm-hmm. So I, I that's what I think, and then I mean, yeah, it's yeah. the same shit, right? It's it, Chicago is a couple years probably, at, uh, like behind where Detroit is, right? Like, yeah, Chicago had their time. Detroit is obviously coming. They're they're paying the they're debt. at the bottom right. They're now. paying the yeah. debt for the twenty five years of success, right? Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, yeah, we've said it again. Multiple times. I would it. pay that. That yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, again, I think that's part of it too. It'd be different 
if you're, you know, Chicago management and you got a $6 million guy behind the bench watching your team crash and burn. Yeah. But I think he's making like six fifty or something or like it's... It's yeah. going to be... It's cheap, not a lot, no. so it's not like... Uh, but at the same time, like it's not like you're... It's, a lot it's not like you're okay with it being like an absolute tire fire. No. Like you want the young kids like the drink at and stuff like that to to learn and grow but at the same time like you know you're you're not you're not getting somebody like you yeah it's interesting to see the different routes that chicago and la are taking two teams that won cups at a very similar time and were you know at the peak at the very same time yep and one is still trying to delay the inevitable it seems while the other is maybe starting to realize it a little bit that the writing is on the wall mm-hmm. we're gonna see in five years that it's kind of kind of, like to me it's similar to what vancouver did they're still doing a little bit and calgary and yeah it's just when you delay you don't delay winning no you just delay being shitty yeah 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 versus whereas there's a big turnover for that too right yeah. and that's kind of well how obviously a lot of teams have built around you know the high draft pick yeah yeah and it's a tough you, transition like, right like you said right you look at la i think the reason they fired john stevens is because kind of like what we we're talking with pittsburgh they wanted to get ahead of that like we're mediocre we need to be more than mediocre and then all of a sudden, boom, you lose quick and Campbell. Now you're in Vegas' yeah. situation from last year Jeez. where you're on a third string and a four string goalie. Like they yeah. played their four string goalie against the Leafs on yeah. Tuesday. Budai, two years ago, was a revelation that he was able to even do what he did then. And yeah, now, right. two years later, two years same, older, same. you think he's going to be able to do it again. And uh, yeah, and I, I don't. No one's at fault in that situation, but I sure don't envy it's not, Rob Blake's situation. It's not just two years older for Budai, too. It's two years near the end of the career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not the it's over not the plateau. Yeah, it's not twenty-seven to twenty-nine. It's <laughs> yeah, thirty-seven to thirty-nine. Yeah, like that was probably like Budai's last little hurrah right there, which was yeah, epic. Too. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, to kind of go out that way. But yeah, and we'll see. I mean, he enjoyed it in L.A., went to Tampa, and then came back. So we'll see if he's able to kind of find a little bit of success with it. But with the new coach, the way they were playing, top two goalies down. It's rough. Yeah, I can't imagine They're Drew win- Doughty, and he talked, you know, kind of talked about the embarrassment a little bit. Like he signed, or he, you know, specifically just said, "I want to be where we're going to win. I want to know that this team is dedicated to winning." And that's why I think they're making some of the moves they are, is because they told him, "Hey, we're not going to rebuild. We're going to try and keep the team competitive," but. I don't think that he expected them to be this bad. And I don't I don't know if they're as bad as the record says they are. They have a lot of good players there still, but they just cannot. They've had the like a lot of net. close games too, but do you guys see that? Dion Phaneuf yeah. got his first point of the season yeah, against like, Toronto on Tuesday. Like what? That's rough. Five five point two five against LA's cap plus the retain from Ottawa. For one point. For one point in seventeen games, oh, that's rough, man. There's part of your problem. He helps There's Doty some, chill uh, out. yeah. <laughs> There's uh, sure, they definitely got some major underachievement going on within their lineup, and it it's killing them because and you put that on top of all the other problems that they're going through. It's just how yeah. how are they going to get themselves out of that pickle? Like I, their season is all, all but done, in my opinion. 
if, if it's going to be made really, really hard to come out of where they are right now. If their players cannot perform to their contracts, they have three years of hard, painful yeah. times ahead of them. I mean, all the only thing it's, you know, and I find it kind of funny that sell off Kovalchuk. at this point they want to, <laughs> yeah, right? Can you trade them? Trade them at the trade deadline. There's probably some teams that would want to uh, try and take them, but at, yeah. To do you really actually want to go for it when you're that tight to the cap? It's you almost want to be like, you know what? It's tough. The way the season's going, let's count it a write off. Let's get through it. Let's get a high draft pick, get some actual talent on our team again that can score for a change. Maybe and try get, and go for yeah. it, but I don't. I, yeah, selling that to owners and fan bases when you don't get playoff revenue isn't uh, very easy because playoff revenue for the owners is huge. Part of that is they don't have much of a choice at the end of the day if their team doesn't perform, right? Like, yeah, you can't go for it if you're twenty points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, it, it ain't it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, it's they could very well end up with a top five pick, and yeah, yeah. like that's where they'd have to end up. For it to actually impact the window. Gonna, and you know what? That might, as sad as it is, and obviously you don't want to tank and whatnot, that's probably the best opportunity for that team at this point this season is to get that top five pick. Because yeah, I think so. There's nothing much else Count that the is going to benefit. Right off. Yeah, get your pick and look forward to next year and hope that uh, yeah, a few of these guys kind of rebound. Problem another is. Another year closer to getting rid of some of these contracts on your team. Yeah. Problem is, is it's just it's so hard to mentally grind as a player on that team, right? Like yeah. it's not it's not as simple as turning off the lights. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to turn up losing in culture. I mean, there's a lot of teams yeah. that have seen how you can't turn it around the next year, even if you want to. Yeah, you might you Edmonton, might that might be Buffalo. your plan, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's happening. Yeah. And I think that's kind of you know what LA has to think about too, and. And obviously, like, in my opinion, obviously, I wouldn't tell my team to stop playing or whatever or start making stupid scratches or and don't start looking for stupid trades or trying to dump someone off because, you know, it's you're having a rough time. Like, Tanner it's Peterson, not call it Carl Hagman. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And that it's... one, Although I think actually might work out for both guys and both teams. I mean, the it's way just, you don't want to start dumping off big, uh, you know, players for your team big that players could... agree but they don't have a lot of big players yeah at least that anyone would want i don't think well that's it like i i think uh one of the trade proposals i saw with nylander was with la potentially and kind of like muzzin and tanner pearson but okay. kind of like the which but to be honest like tanner pearson's a big boy that's kind of yeah. what the leafs need on in the yeah. front and then muzzin is that like defensive defenseman that they yeah. absolutely yeah. for it's just he's older right so but then all of a sudden the trade happens and now that's obviously not happening yeah 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 what and the At same thing with is with pearson yeah but the kings couldn't afford nylander anyway but no. yeah like you know it's like i think pearson was one of the few guys that they had that was actually valuable like who the fuck are you gonna trade you're not trading dustin brown yeah, no. Anze Kopitar is thirty-one. Yeah, even six years left at ten million. Yeah, you're not trading him. Like, I mean, somebody would want him. They definitely want you to retain. Well, that doesn't fucking help you. Yeah. No. And but at the same time, for LA, I don't know if that's something you would want to. I do. don't. I don't think they'd want to trade Kopitar either. But yeah. 
So then you go down the list. Ilya Kovalchuk. Nah, probably not. Yeah. Jeff Carter. Maybe, but he's 33. Yeah. Tyler Defoley. He'd actually I be would... someone that I think would still fetch some value on the Same market. Same thing. Yeah. But again, he's not he's not a problem. No. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Same thing. Tyler Toffoli, not a problem. Would fetch value. Fetch value. Four point six for two years. Twenty six years old. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Obviously, they just got Carl Hagelin. That's not going and anywhere. I think the reason why they got him, they're one year closer to just being without a three, you know, or three and a half, four million dollar cap. Yeah. Yeah. That well, that's exactly why they made that trade. Tanner preston has got a couple years left, I think. Yeah, yeah, two years. Yeah, left. so yeah, it's four. it's just one. Like next year, they get a desperately needed three point seven five off the cap. But again, you got to fill that hole, right? Like you got to yeah. fill that hole with a difference maker to yeah. a point, right? Like. Doesn't need to be an all star, but he needs to be a player at least. That's not free. Yeah, the defense, yeah, put up five point two, right? <laughs> five point two five, that's brutal. Like Alec Martinez is fine. Jake Muzzin at four, like both of them are at Those four. Are fine. But again, like I don't know if anybody's coming calling for Martinez. No. Yeah. Not Jake Muzzin uh, like I just I, four million. I mean I there's probably a lot of teams that would be more than happy to take him yeah, at four million. Like uh, as a lease fan, I would be happy with that. But then Derek Forbert. Yeah, and up, and up against, and, and up against it for a long time, too. Yeah. Like, some of these contracts are just well long time for old guys. I mean, that's the tough part about Brown. 34 and four more years. Well, put it this way. They get 3.75 off the cap next year for the Carl Hagelin trade. But guess what? They added back with Drew Doughty. Yeah. Right. Because his $4 million raise starts Instantly. next year. Right. Right? So, it's, man, so, I like that's a weird one for me. Why, why Drew just – like, I understand guys want their money. I was surprised that Drew but, actually resigned. I thought he might go to free agency just because, I mean, the writing I thought was kind of on the wall for the Kings. I'm surprised like he didn't kind of see that and be yeah. like, I like it here. I like the guys. But, I mean, he's also playing in L.A. I mean, yeah, I he's mean, got two cops. As much as he's saying, I want to win, it's like life's probably pretty good. But he could easily probably go sign in San Jose or something. That's true, yeah. Right? <laughs> that would be cold too. Right. Well, <laughs> could you imagine the fan Free bases? agent Woo! go with other, yeah, Anaheim. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like Doughty, Burns, and Carlson. All it's. <laughs> it's not like LA's the only nice market, right? Yeah. But at the same time, no. like, I, I do agree with you that there's definitely something there. But it's just if he thinks that this is an embarrassing season, buckle up, kid. There's more to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could get bad. And you now between Quick Campbell, but I mean, so many injuries. Yeah, how many? You look at you look at Quick skated today at least. You look at Quick. He's been injured severely, pretty much season after season for the last what three or four years. Yeah, that's not going to get better. No. no. Not the way he plays. He's so athletic. I mean, he's constantly stretching his body yeah. to the max. And, and I think he's only yeah. getting older and more damaged. That's not going to get better. Yeah. It's I agree. That's rough. the best way to put it, too. And because you're, you're drastically reducing the workload you can put on him now. Like, drastically. And I don't even know. how can, If you're getting injured this much and for this extended periods of time, how is that that goalie can't really be your starter because how well yeah like, like when the, he's the healthy moment... he's your starter but then oh but how do you gone. even expect i mean even top athletes how do you expect him to perform at the level that he would or that he would expect of himself when you just haven't played for that long i mean yeah. anyone that i mean even if he wasn't injured if you just sat for 
you know, a year and a half of two years, you're not going to be a very good hockey player. No, yeah, exactly. Your time is going to be brutal. But it's, yeah, like Jared said, if you put all your eggs in that basket, you're going to get burned. Yeah. But they don't have a choice because it's not like they can go sign a $4 million backup. Exactly. Like, they're pretty, they're backed into a corner here with a lot of things like that. And unfortunately, he didn't start getting injured until they just got rid of their last decent backup. I mean, because they were for a while pumping out the best backups in the league. Yeah. Fucking factory. I mean, no other team could find a way to uh, turn him into top quality star. I guess Jones on uh, San Jose. but What a fucking pickup. Yeah. Not undrafted, no I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't think LA will be making a trade with Boston anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to turn yeah, around kinda, and flip him. Frigs him. Oh, it's kind of funny hurt. actually thinking about that because San Jose did it to other teams and they were yep. beneficiaries yeah. of that one. Right. Interesting. San Jose's Doug Wilson has never been afraid to uh, make some shrewd moves, man. Yeah, doing yeah. it to Dorian in Ottawa. He would be a GM to sign an offer sheet. Who is the yeah. <laughs> who is the player that they're oh yeah they're scared of you that they're they're all the conditions did you hear all the conditions on the Carlson oh, trade man, like yeah. that amazing it's so because funny he was not gonna let yeah. him do it he's he not up, flipping if he ends up in an Eastern Conference I with, can't like, believe the he Mark, traded uh, with him again and yeah. got junk yeah the junk got junk for Carlson return hey. from the guy that just screwed him two weeks earlier Tierney's <laughs> pretty legit yeah yeah so, so <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the way Carlson's been uh, playing for the first month, yeah, maybe it's... That's true. Uh, it's like okay, pretty even. It's a pretty good trade. Yes. <laughs> God. What but a yeah. joke. I can't believe Dorian Sillage. I mean, him and Eugene Melnick, I mean, I don't know what the rating on this show is, but those guys are doing some really dirty and naughty things together because that's the only way he could still have a job as an NHL GM. Yeah, yeah that's true. But, I mean, you go quick and then they, Campbell gets hurt. Like that, I mean, that's unfortunate. Torn meniscus, man. <laughs> that's uh, comedic is what it is. I mean, yeah. I don't uh, even know what you've done to deserve that. And, of course, it's, like, major. Like, you're, yeah. like, two yeah. huge injuries. Not like he tweaked his knee. Yeah, it's not like no, a no. groin pull or, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, it's not like he uh, jammed his finger or something and can't hold his goalie stick. Like, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> severe. It's been yeah. a really interesting goalie situation in markets between injuries you got Rask having to go on leaves of yeah. absences. You got Murray playing terrible, Bobrovsky finding you know struggles Carey with his price going on a yeah. vacation to like a month and a half in the season. Yeah, right. Like, and then Vasilevsky breaking his foot. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like it. So I mean, not a lot of your typical starters are playing right now. Ranta's injured. Like yeah, it's like another one. It really just, shows uh, yeah, teams. Smith is terrible. Really shows teams with their backups and what you got to, for supporting cast for goaltending and yeah, how t- important that is nowadays. Which makes things like uh, like we, last year you look at Vegas, they had four, five goalies play for them, which was crazy. But and still finished first. But and they also <laughs> still like then it was before. It all happened, but they gave, they traded Pickard away to Toronto and stuff like that, right? Like, yep. obviously that's because they had the expansion draft and stuff like that. But it's like the way two way and one way contracts have to be and stuff. How do you keep three goalies in your roster? Because a goalie doesn't develop in his first three or four years, ninety percent of the time, yeah. at yeah. least ninety percent of the time. Well, right, and so then by the time they're developed into like a backup quality goaltender, they have to be on one way contracts. You're looking at it with Garrett Sparks this year. Yeah, yeah. 
he had to be on like he had to sign a one way deal. Yeah. And so they were either forced to lose him at waivers and send him down or hope that he outplayed the other goalies. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't. But, but at the same time, right, it doesn't matter who the fuck outplays who because if you have to give them away like the Leafs did. As it does a young guy. Now you have no depth. And now all of a sudden, if the Leafs were in – if the Leafs were in Ve- or, uh, L.A.'s position right now, they'd be – Holy yeah. shit. That would suck. That would oh. be a really tough part of managing a team. And, right, like, and it's, it's – I swear it's luck and having, you know – if those bad situations happen at the right time or whatever. Right. Goal they don't is such a finicky thing. It can make so many coaches look good. So many GMs look good and, and vice versa. Make them look bad. Yeah. It's, it's almost like there needs to be like some sort of like clause for goalies when it comes to like waivers and stuff. But the problem is with that, then you have teams that now, instead of, if using it as dr- it using it as it's as it's designed, they do shit like loopholes. Toronto did. They yeah they either loophole a guy, or they do like instead of like basically the way the Leafs treated Levo last year, barely played him. Yeah. Instead of yeah. that, you just throw him in the minors. Oh, I don't want to play this guy, but I don't want to lose this guy. So then you just throw this guy in the minors, and nothing happens. So it's like yeah, and that that's the tough balancing act. But at the same time, when... it's like teams almost need three goalies. Yeah. Well, Flames. I yeah. mean, they're kind of in a bit of that situation and might run into that they have four goalies that could be good well that's the thing yeah or could be right they're but gonna face that same situation how that do you get toronto them just had in about what a year two yeah. years no two how years. do you get them all playing time to so find out who's gonna be the good goalie if you trade someone away you don't want to risk trading the wrong goalie away have them be an all-star none of the other two or three work out you look like an idiot yeah it's such a crap and it's all time management too because you know you can't wait for especially if you need like a third or a yeah. second goalie you can't wait for that rookie to develop you gotta okay think about okay maybe we can send him here and then we can pick up this goalie that can actually play right now it's plus jeez like, yeah. yeah like i think the flames will be okay because of the like the, the staggered nature of their goalies yeah they're yeah like obviously you got riddick no, and gillies Riddick and Gillies are kind of on the same timeline, but then you got like Parsons and I think Schneider. They're yeah, being, yeah they're like they're three, four young. years younger. Yeah. yeah, so I think the Flames will be yeah, okay. Yeah, age in that. wise, we're okay in that one. Yeah, it's just a matter of development but it's, now. The developing is so hard because a guy can, a player, if he doesn't develop by twenty seven, you're like, well, fuck, he's yeah. See you later. Bye, bud. Go play in Europe. Beat it. But if a goalie all of a sudden comes out of nowhere at twenty seven, you're like, yeah, Devin Dubnik. Yeah. Right. I'll take him. Right? Tim Thomas. <laughs> Even worse. Right? So it's like, it's just, it's such a, yeah. To how do you get it Draft right? a goalie yeah. at 18 that might not become any good until 26 I think, to 28. Eight years yeah. later, you're trying to predict. I mean, that's, and so maybe you don't have, uh, you know, some sort of protection or waiver protection, but do you change it where goalies don't get drafted till later? Oh, you that's can't draft that's goalies happening. until right. twenty. Well, it's happening. Or no, but oh, I mean, mean like age twenty. Mm. Like you can't draft a goalie at eight, age eighteen. So no one can get. So even if he's a top prospect, no one can take him until he's mm. older. So yeah. everyone gets a bit of a better read on these I don't think guys. It would so ever by the happen. time they're being drafted, you're not. More teams aren't wasting second round picks on goalies. That's an interesting take, actually. Like that's. I don't know how they would work that, but I mean, these I'm, guys, they still have somewhere to play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
like because like how many us, 18 year old goalies are even making the nhl anyways none. i mean price yeah, I was the last one him and flurry would yeah. have been the last two that i guess that's the 18. same thing though is though you have to draft them at that age so that maybe you can get them into the ahl or something right Playing well, with that's, adults, well, that's it's the thing, like but better than maybe staying a year in in junior. But the thing is, you're looking at you're looking at stuff like if it's the CHL, for example, they're not getting in the AHL to play anyways. Yeah, right. That's true. If you're looking at like college guys, they they're probably in aren't interested in leaving and yeah. quitting college until they're twenty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. For making a higher grade, oh, obviously, yeah, like you're yeah. up like the Swedish guys and the Russian guys and stuff like that. You draft. That's where that's not so much the case. But they're staying over there but a lot overseas of them are staying, anyways, yeah. too. I mean, the goalies that are coming from overseas are coming later. Well, I mean, the Riddicks and guys like that, because they're this, waiting. Cause... This is the same problem you run into is the moment you bring – if they're European and you bring them over into the AHL, that can start their pro deal, right? Then you advance that waiver and the two-way, one-way contract shit, and now all of a sudden you got a problem later when they're not developed yet. So it's yeah. like – the twenty is, it'd be tough because it happens, right? Yeah, like you it, have you have nineteen year olds. The that get players' drafted. union wouldn't like it. No, I don't. I think that's where you're right. I, like, but the thing is, right? Like, nineteen year olds get drafted because they either get passed over in in their yeah. eighteen year old draft, or yeah. a team lets them go back into the draft and recoup a pick or something, right? Yeah. So, another would another year really be too bad? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it'll never happen for that type of player. I don't think it will. It'll either. never happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't hate it. Yeah, it would definitely help teams. And the same thing though, like teams want that opportunity to take a goalie who they take a flyer, and, who, who yeah. they who they have confidence in, and they they think they're smarter than the next guy. Yeah, yeah. and take him in the sixth round when he's eighteen. Yeah. and get a starting goalie out of a sixth-round pick. And I think that's probably the biggest aspect you're probably looking at as as a scout is the mind and the adaptation ability. Well, look at Tyler Parsons, right? Yeah. He, this year, didn't come to camp because he had a breakdown. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you're assuming that this guy you draft is going to be this guy that you drafted. Right. That's not always the case. Eight mm. years, a lot can happen. Eight, I know I changed a lot in eight years. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you're completely and, different. I mean, that's the long but, know, road. But. but the thing is, you have that, that's the point of projecting players. You're not just projecting their skill set. Yeah. You're projecting everything about yeah, them for the next life. Yeah. What yeah. do they want to actually do with themselves? Yeah. Is this yeah. a good pro? And everything. with goalies, it's just so volatile. Yeah. Like, so volatile. How do you, I, I just don't know how you win with goalies. It's like, you. Yeah. I mean, Again, it'll right? be a like, long time before you ever see a first-round pick on a goalie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it'll have to be someone that is highly, highly touted. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's the way that it, you, these guys, these GMs get paid to yeah. do this. These well, scouts yeah. get paid to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the good ones do it. Yeah. The good ones find a way. L.A. Yeah. They had a good stretch. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely, right? And it paid yeah. off for a long They're time. And it made them competitive, one. and it, it got them two cups. It's probably, yeah, it's probably a good decent factor to why they did have the, some of that success exactly yep but yeah so that so you got quick and campbell injured for the fucking kings like coming off well not off injury but matthews just skated today for the matthews first time. skated that's huge obviously non it was it was non-contact it yeah was a pre it was a pre-game yeah. skate so it's and they've like, been keeping him around the team to try and keep his morale yeah. up so he could have meant that mental so side of it. but at the same time right you look at you look at that and you're looking at they play Thursday night, they play Friday night, then they're off Saturday, Sunday, they play Monday. 
So travel Saturday, probably play or practice Sunday. Maybe Sunday's his first contact practice. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And they're what? Only two weeks through that. Uh, uh, kind no, of it's time three, table? three weeks. To, uh, I, th- I believe Thursday's three weeks. Okay. So then you're looking at I think or no, yeah. actually I think Saturday's three weeks. Yeah. So I think the twenty fourth. Or and something they called three to six, right? No, four, three to four. Yeah, three. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we're real close. Oh, yeah. Um. So basically, you're looking at four weeks would be Saturday. He probably doesn't play Monday just because, like, why? They're playing. Meh. Like I can't remember who they're playing, but it's no not. point in rushing anyways. Yeah, all well, Carolina. That's who they're playing. Okay. Um. But then they're off until I think Friday, Saturday. So now you all of a sudden give him if he doesn't play Monday, and he's probably not like I'd assume he's not playing Thursday Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So now you give him the Monday off after that first practice, see how it goes, see how he takes it. Now he's basically got another full week. Yeah, without missing many games. Without yeah. yeah. So you might as well play him Friday. Yeah. Or Saturday, maybe not put him in the back to back. Yeah. Yeah, I so mean, it's the same thing. They're twelve and six, or save them for the second yeah. so, game. Yeah, they're twelve and six. They're four and three without them. Yeah. Um. um yeah. They're, they're four and three without them. So it's and like, they're yeah. Last four games, they scored more than three goals. Like, you know, and when when Matthews first got injured, you know, I think it was the first two games after, I was like, okay, so Toronto, they, it's not like they were like totally relying obviously on Matthews, but. You could tell the they noticed. Yeah, it was noticeable, right? But and then now you got like Tavares. He's he's starting to pick it up, play like he can On track again. For Fifty goals for the huge, first time. huge production yeah. that we're used to out of John Tavares. Boom. And uh, they've got some depth scoring, like. But still, still on that team, not to get too sidetracked. Morgan Riley is still leading that fucking team in scoring. Isn't that yeah. insane? Twenty three points from you Martin. know. I thought he was going to slow down after his whatever record-breaking, breaking Bobby Orr's Bobby record. Orr, I'm like, okay, breaking. there's no way he's going to keep this up. But he's he's not quite at the same pace. Yeah. But yeah. The amount of defensemen, still... and, and not the typical defensemen this year, but the amount of defensemen that are starting to put up offense is he, pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah it is exciting. And I, you're, yeah, exactly. GMs and stuff are excited about that too. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Leafs are in the West. Anaheim, defensemen, we'll talk – Cam Fowler, yeah, is oh that is, it's a major brutal, hit. yeah, yeah, brutal. Another one of the classic Don Cherries, never stick your stick out straight in front of you because yeah. you're gonna get the puck in the face. Wham, puck in the face, broken cheekbone, yeah. broken orbital bone, broken jaw. Yeah, and like I'm they needed anymore. You gotta, yeah, <sighs> if you're not gonna have the face shield, that yeah, I mean that's kind of a prime. You gotta it deflect it away from your face. <laughs> that is, that is one that I'm not gonna chirp Don Cherry for because no, yeah, this yeah. is what happens. Yeah, but it's brutal, especially for Anaheim. Like they have yeah. so many injuries. <laughs> they can't Already? take any more band aid situations. This is like, getting out of control for them. I don't know if you can pull it up quick, but like hundreds of man games yeah. lost oh. already a month in to have hundreds of man games yeah. to big big players too, yeah. right? Like you can't really fault Anaheim for being where they are in the standings because. Wow. No, the amount of injuries they've had, they have not had anything close to a full roster this year. And that's going to be, you know, some kind of changeover that Anaheim's going to have to deal with too because some of their older guys, Corey Perry, Getzlaff, Kessler, they're all yeah, touchy-touchy, you know. So right now they have 
Max Comtois or something. Comtois, yeah. He's out I extended period of time. Patrick Eves is out. Cam Fowler's out. Corbinian Holter's out. Corey Perry's out. Carter Rowney's out. Like, that is a six-pack of guys. That is just, like, man. It's not even two months into the season. Yeah. And that's, like, (laughs) to have that. Yeah, That's that's a brutal time. Like, start of the season has got to be the worst time for that many injuries. Because once you get in a hole, even though, you know, you, you got to give it to, to them because they're not in a terrible hole yet. They could be do they could be LA exactly. So, but it's tough like to come back, especially after injuries to for players when you get them back to help your team. Yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, yeah. If they if they come back, but they're not even playing with the guys that they're supposed to be playing with because they're injured. So they come back now they're playing with fourth line plugs because that's all you got. So now they're not scoring. Now their confidence is down. And then the other guys come back, but now they're playing with a bunch of unconfident well, guys. And, it, and, it's, and it's not yeah. like they they're like minor team had, like the eight their AHL team has had time to get things going, get guys. Yeah, because they're shuffling like, in and yeah, out. Right. That you're like, okay, this guy needs to come up for the next guy. Nope, they, yeah. have, they haven't had time for that. Yeah. That like is, this guy showed just, up today, so you can take. <laughs> it's yeah. brutal. Then you got, like we said, Anti Ranta in Arizona. Yeah. Like Klingberg. Dallas. Dallas is oh. Klingberg. Yeah, that's. I always one. Man, it's so difficult not, for them. Not just Klingberg here. Here's another one. Yeah. With a few. Connor Carrick's hurt. Not a huge guy. Still guy on the defense. Yeah. That's hurting. Yeah. Martin Hansel's hurt. Steven Johns is hurt. He's a big boy. Like, yeah, he's not, again, he's not like a superstar, on the no, team, but six, he's still seven, a big hole. Man. He's, he fills a big hole. Yeah. Puts up some John nice Klingberg, time. Mark Mathot. That's another big one. Like, like look at Shore. all those D. How are you supposed yeah. to, especially in the West? Yeah. You need to have those D playing when all the time. You're trying to bring a rookie like Heiskin in along and, yeah. and not have him be completely destroyed and intimidated yeah. by some of these guys. Yeah. When you don't have anyone left, you can't protect this young kid. Thank God you have a leader like Ben that is willing to just yeah, go really. beat the shit out of <laughs> that's, anyone that's and true. everyone else he on the team. He's a true He's captain. I love him. I mean, he reminds you a lot of Vicky Lindsay. Totally. I was going to say that. he His mentality and his the way he plays the game. Superstar super. that's willing to just go battle it out, right? Yeah. Puts up goals, puts up fists. and Sacrifices everything for his team. Yeah. Backs up back his you know words every single night. Yeah. So yeah, don't, then you go to freaking Boston if you want to go there. McAvoy, Chara, Chara McAvoy. Chara just they he's not on the road trip anymore. Yeah, that <laughs> did you guys see that? I didn't. See the I Chara didn't one. actually. No. Oh. oh no. He went in for a body check on like the boards near the bench, and as he's going in, they like kind of it. It wasn't like knee on knee or anything. Like the guy was on the boards, but just as like Chara was going in, his left knee hit buddy's knee oh, and just like it crippled inside like it just Ooh, you, you could t- no it, it uh, like from the outside yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he, on, he got hit on ACL, the outside MCL, yeah, one just, of the two or both you can tell on the on the replay it's just like yep that's that was a lot it was a lot of movement and that's not easy for an old man i was to gonna recover say from. especially of his stature as well yeah right? big you, man you think he's a little sluggish now yeah Taking that's off the unfortunate hey man he that's I mean, one as thing long I was... as you can still reach halfway across the ice, you, you should be somewhat <laughs> you okay. Get a, but yeah. yeah, 
that's one thing I've always kind of, you know, especially this year, even I was kind of thinking Chara was, you know, supposed to be slowing down. He has slowed down a bit, obviously, yeah, but he's gotten smarter, but yeah, exactly. He's, still very, he's very still a huge key. One of the biggest keys on that defense. Very much like Lidstrom. It's impressive. As far as the smarts to be able to continue yeah. later on in his career, not necessarily be fast, but just always be in the right place. But thankfully for Boston, right? Krug was hurt. He came yeah. back, luckily, before yeah. all this. But Brandon Carlo's out, too. Yeah. Kevin Miller's out. Uh, Vakanainen's out, too. Like, that's another young guy they could use, right? It's just, yeah. man, it's every all these teams, they just keep getting worked at the same time. Yeah, we're at the B's. Yeah, we're at the B's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> touched, on, touched on the D's. <laughs> <laughs> like, Flames, they got Dubé. Hurricanes. Yeah, we've actually been – yeah, Flames have been pretty mild. Hurricanes have a few guys out, too. Like, But, Aho, it's – like a very day-to-day it sounds like yeah Mrazic, he's out now they probably prefer Pesci, that Victor kind of goaltending issue a little bit well yeah it helps with the three goalie situation for sure yeah. right so it's just another team with a bunch like the Blackhawks got a bunch uh Brandon Davidson Marcus Kruger Connor Murphy Sven Andergetto oh no Andergetto's Colorado yeah but that's still like still. Davidson Kruger Murphy that's Right. Those are guys. Those are big guys that they need yeah. right now. Those, yeah, those are. It's absurd. NHL players. Yeah, Panarin, Columbus. Right, yeah. he's day to day now. You know, like it's at least his is an illness, so hopefully oh, it passes. Okay, yeah. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns into some flesh eating disease. Yeah, Ocposo was out for, for freaking like three yeah, months last right? year. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, with that weird. Uh, it's just it? absolutely yeah. crazy. The Kings obviously have a bunch. Yeah. Wild Devin Dubnik, what? <laughs> oh my god! Did he just get something? Dealing with an unspecified injury after colliding with a teammate, but it's a little, <laughs> it is likely he will be available for Thursday's game. Okay, okay. that's <laughs> the Canadians: Joel Armia, Paul Byron, Nick Sherback, Shea yeah. Weber. Obviously, Weber, Weber's been out all year, year but it's yeah. like, man, still Predators. That's a pretty decent list. Arvidsson, Ham Hughes, Yarncroft, yeah. PK Subban just went on the IR. Yeah, him and Austin Arvidsson Watson. Just like, went on, yeah. man, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, like the it's, injury bug right now is just destroying right? the league. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things. It's what teams can kind of muddle their way through their injury bug this year. It's yeah. kind of like every year, but if if a team can muddle their way through an injury bug, seems like especially this year. This year. Oh, well, I mean, you got to get lucky. The Kings aren't getting lucky with goaltending, right? Like, it's the same thing. If you get, like, three or four injuries at a spot, like, yeah, whether it's three or four forwards or three or four defensemen. Your number one goalie is injured all year. You can't blame anyone for not making the playoffs. Depth if you can't. do, it's like, wow, it, everyone else must have played above Holy their shit. Heads, we really right? helped out our, our backup goalie, right? Yeah. That's when depth of depth becomes yeah. so important. And, like, how? How do you manage that to, like, especially to – like two goalies down. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Or Vegas, four defensemen down. Vegas last year was in arguably the perfect spot for that to happen because of yep. the expansion draft and just what they drafted. Yeah. yeah. If even that still, happened, they, if that happened this year, they'd be fucked. Yeah. Oh yeah, and even then, last year, I mean, it was a bit of a kind of miracle miracle run that everything was going right that year. So that's and the, then you got, dare I say his name, a guy like uh, Nylander, uh just sitting on the pine, just waiting. Yeah. Just chilling, just yeah. waiting. Yeah, if you're not gonna pay me, then nah, uh, it's fine. Just gonna hang out. And but yeah, like you yeah. just, you can, you, we could go through this list for like another half an hour. It's just absurd. Yeah. yeah. 
right? Like, let's see who's some big names on the list, right? Like, uh, Nico Heischer for the Devils. Yeah. Like Brian Boyle's at two, but Heischer's a bigger impact player. First line, yeah. Uh, oh, Matt Martin's out for the Islanders. That's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but even still, the Islanders. I mean, only four left, but they just put four guys on injured reserve today alone. Yeah, like you, you know, four guys on your team in one day. Yeah, like have we, ever, have we ever seen this kind of volume out of all the teams? Like it just, it just day, seems explosive. It was unreal this morning. I mean, the amount of dings I had on my phone notifications from Sportsnet so and NHL check your fantasy and fantasy. Team <laughs> yeah, right. It's like you need to replace your entire lineup. Everyone has been dropped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it unbelievable. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. Like JVR is obviously still out for the Flyers. Yeah. Sidney Crosby's dealing with something right now. Yeah. Justin Kuznetsov, Schultz's been out for a Oshie, while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hurdles out for San Jose. Oh geez. Yeah, yeah, just got back, you know, out yeah. again, right? Yeah, like it's just it's brutal. Braden Shen's out for the blues for a bit. Yeah. Uh it's Another Most one of those likely players. minor, but Andre Palat, Strawman, and Vasilevsky now for the Lightning. That's like that's three pretty big. That's guys a, that'll them. be a yeah. test, right? That's a big test for the rest of the team to step yeah. up again. It's yeah, it's a good opportunity for like the Leafs in Boston. Louis Domingue, yeah, I'll be curious. I mean, the team's good enough that I mean they'll be able to cover it. I mean, I'll be curious to see whether or not Domingue has anything there. Yeah. To, you know, as to you know, can he prove that he can step it up because he's still not. I mean, he's getting His a little bit older, bad, but he's kind of at that cusp of that age where it's, are you going to be a number one or are you going to be a backup the rest Put of your life? Put up or shut up time yeah. pretty much yeah. for him. But yeah, like Jared said, his numbers ain't great. That's yeah. for sure. No, they haven't right? been so far. Fucking Vancouver, Berchi, Beagle, Besser, Demko, Edler, yeah. Nilsson, Sutter. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. They're not loaded. <laughs> no, that's actually... <laughs> they're really not loaded You read loaded that right and you see where they're on the impressive. standings, and it actually, yeah, it is a little impressive actually yeah. where they're at. Even more so. I mean, it was already kind of impressive where they're at, but yeah. Um, like, obviously, that Eric Holla one from last week, like, that's that's a big one yeah. for the Knights, and that's going to yeah. be... He's going to be out for a big while. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Paul Stastny, too. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, you got Holby, who's like day-to-day-ish, kind of, I don't even know. Nobody right, he was supposed to play. Was, well, I don't know if he was supposed to play or last night. he was night. supposed to dress, or, anyway. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the they fact they had to go emergency backup, backup time. And, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, but even then, Holby, Kempney, Kuznetsov, Orpik, Oshi. Yeah, Holby, Kuznetsov, and Oshi all in the same day and as well. And potentially Kuznetsov. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you just get Wilson back and then boom. Right, and then the Jets. Kulikov, that's it. Yeah. Aren't they lucky? Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, same. Leafs have Matthews, and they've been doing just fine, right? Yeah. I it, Sometimes you get lucky, but don't hold your breath. Especially right now. Like, do yeah. not hold your breath. Yeah. Oh, your yeah. your team doesn't have anything. Because, man. Yeah. It's... It seems like it's injury time. Uh, one thing about... I really enjoyed, uh, I think it was Sportsnet did an interview with Gretzky, just kind of going back to the Nylander thing. Man, he just put everything I was thinking kind of into that interview. He's just saying, you know, like, when I was that age, like, all I wanted to do was play the game. And, like, also he talked about, like, you know, like, Toronto's got a major chance to win a cup this year. They're playing fantastic why in in the world would you not want to be playing for them right now and you know i 
just from more of a player perspective, I, like, obviously, I don't know. That's been my opinion all along. He's yeah, just hurting himself. It's it's one of those like, like you said, if if you're like, how can you sit on the outside watching this happen, and not just want to get in there? Like, don't sign a seven year deal. Sign a one or two year deal. Get yeah. in there and play. Like, I get it if you don't like if you think you're worth more than six and a half or seven. I get it, man. I I get it. Sign like, your one-year deal. Your dad says you're worth more. Like, that's the difference Gretzky had, right? He didn't have hockey dad who had played before. Right. And I get that. But for all of us who've played hockey, if you're sitting on the – like, if if you're healthy yeah. – like, think about all the – think about this list we just rhymed off. Exactly. All I bet you even the teams that are on, like, like even the LA Kings injured players would be sitting there – in the press box going, man, I wish I could play right now. Yeah. Man, I wish I could help my team go out and do better than they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this guy can't. Never mind being healthy and watching your team kill it and thinking about you could be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, between his dad, you know, I don't know if he believes that he's going to be there very long, even if he does sign. Um you know, or unless he signs for really cheap, you know, if he signs for a year and I think he's worried about where he might end up at that point, if he signs a contract and gets shipped to, you know, somewhere he wants nowhere to deal, you know, but he doesn't have that choice right now either. Like not a ton. I mean, he's trying to use any little bit of leverage that he's got, but he doesn't have a ton. Like the only real choice they've got is if a team comes calling like Carolina and says, Hey, we're willing to give you 8 million a year. Would you sign? All the leverage he's, or the, I don't know if it's leverage is the right word, but the tool, like you said, if he doesn't want to go there, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then that team's not going to trade, which is, I mean, I guess that's as good as a no trade clause as you can get right now for him. Yeah. But what's a year? I just right? think it's time to man up. I kind of, And that's where I'm kind of with Step you on that up. one too, right? Like, just go play hockey. Figure it out later right but you can't be always thinking about so much of the future what about right now Nylander what are you missing out right now this year right now classic millennial move there's also a lot of of older people even older than Gretzky and and some different players even since then they probably said you know boy I wish I would have got paid a few more bucks I wish I would have stood my ground because I I I listen to one every day yeah Right, like I listen to Jeff O'Neill on <laughs> TSN Radio every day, and he's like, "Man, he's like, I could have made six million dollars, put up like forty-five points, or you know, you look at like guys like Fana for Lucic, yeah, for yeah, a like, couple of points, right? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, those are outliers; they're not having great years, but it's like, man, yeah. he's like, I played in X Air, I scored forty goals, and I was happy to make five, yeah, yeah. absolutely, right? right? So it's like. Uh, like I, I get it's, it from the outside, we're like looking at it and going, "Man, like Neilander, why don't you sign?" But obviously, it's not that simple. It's a business no. side yeah. of, and especially yeah. this far into it now, like it, that's the tough part is you get to a certain point. The long, the more you dig in, the harder it is to let go at this point because it almost feels like you're having to give up that much more, and that you have literally, like someone at this point has to give in. Yeah. Like, there's no middle ground anymore. It's someone is giving up their position to yeah. meet the other if person. If the Leafs have been sitting there at 6'5", six, 6'5", five, six, five, since July, and Nylander's canceling at 8'5", they're yeah. not going to both meet in the middle and go 7'5". No. It ain't going to happen. No. No. 
it's I could see the Leafs me, going to you, we're at seven. We're that's where we're going until the end of the month, and then yeah, either you're breaking or. See but I mean, we kind of touched on this last week. You kind of brought it up, like if they if the Leafs eventually do get to sign Nylander, and this is actually kind of a, it's kind of an interesting thing that kind of impacts the trades as well. But like this, the the way his contract will shake out, if like like if and when they do sign him, it's it's not like a typical contract where your annual like your AAV is constant over the whole term. No, because he's signing into the season, it affects the first year set. Like it, well, it affects every year's AAV that hits the cap, which is actually like it actually could work out insanely well for the Leafs. Like, honestly, if you're the Leafs, they might not even want a short-term deal anymore. Like, really not. Like, they haven't wanted one the whole time. Well, shit. They might really not want one now. It puts them in a tighter spot so, with these other guys. Assuming, assuming we kind of get what I've been saying, like $7 million for six. Assuming they sign that deal on December 1st, his first year cap hit is $9.7 and change million. Wow. On a seven-year deal. Or sorry, on a seven million dollar contract, right. seven million AAV, his cap hit is nine point seven and change. The years two to six is only six point six two nine. Weird. That's a huge right. savings. Like the Leafs can easily afford that this year. Well, though, yeah. that, would that be his pay? That wouldn't be the cap. The cap would average no. The, out. the cap. That's the thing. Is the cap hit for it's for some weird ass reason? I think it's because he's an RFA. The cap hit for the first year of a seven million six year seven million dollars six year deal, the first year is nine point seven zero nine nine seven four million. That's wacky. And then the second through sixth year is six point six two nine nine two eight. So yep. they save three hundred seventy grand on the on cap, cap every yeah. year. No, because you, you still get your no. AAV. No, that this is legitimately the cap hit. I am not kidding you. It's actually so ridiculous. I'm going to have to look that up. That is so day. funny. That's really odd. So, so then same thing, right? If if the Leafs come up a little more, say 7.5 at 6, that cap hit for the first year is 10.4, and then 2 to 6 is 7.1. Huh. So in theory, if they still want to stay around that 7 million mark, they could give him 7.5 by 6 on December 1st and pretty much end up with that same AAV when it counts. Right. Which when is, they need the space. Which is absolutely insane. Right. I see yeah. what you're saying, what you're doing. That's if they choose to pay him, if they actually sign him, starting, say, December 1st for $7 million, as opposed to prorating it. Well, that, but that's the thing. There is no pro. You can't prorate this. For some reason, with the RFA status of his, like, of Nylander, this is how it goes. If they sign him, and this is assuming that all years are flat value, like it's seven and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half, seven yeah. and a half. But the thing is, because they're going to pay him seven point five in cash for twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, if sorry, if we're going seven and a half a year, then you have to now average that out over the full year as if he was to play the whole year. So and the we're NHL at- would prorate it, but they won't. It, no, no, it's the opposite of prorating. Or, or that's what I mean. Like, NHL would then like a, take there and say, but you're actually, if you took that over 82 games yeah. versus so, the 62 So, basically, games. a full season's 186 days. 
and December 1st, there's 127 days left in the season. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're going to pay him $7.5 million during 127 days. So you're right. But even th- this is the other stupid part about this. I was looking at it today because you would assume that you would basically just take that percentage of days and then prorate it over the thing. Yeah. But if you do that, the first year cap, it's actually higher. So that it's 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 yeah. it's really hard to explain on to do, a podcast. Yeah, definitely. Without like without here, this is how this is. Good, buckle up, kids. This is going to be a tough one to listen to. So the cap hit of the year. So this is the calculation that the league has in the CBA. The cap hit of the years after the first year of the contract are calculated first, which seems backwards, but that's the way they do it. So the cap hit of the after the first year, so years two to six in this example, is your first year salary times the days left in the season divided by the total days of the season. So basically the percentage of the yeah. games left mm-hmm. plus the contract value remaining. So assuming you're looking at uh, their example that they use is a seven, yeah, seven and a half year deal at seven years. So your full contract value is fifty two and a half million. So you got the seven and a half million for the first year, and then your contract value remaining is forty five. So then that divided by seven, so the years of the contract gives you the seven point one six million. Right. And then after that, you calculate the first year cap hit, which is then which is that then seven like point. Extrapolated it's out. that seven point one six number times the like basically prorated prorated yeah. for the year. So then that's how it becomes 10.48 or 403 or whatever. Yeah, for this year. And then it'd be the 7.1 for the years after. So it's just, it's just, it's super complicated, but it really works out for the Leafs. Yeah, because it actually, if they happen to get that contract, it would dip his cap hit the next year. Right. So, like, in theory, they could give him a seven and a half by six year deal or seven, seven and a half by seven. Eat the higher cap hit this year while Matthews and uh, Garner on the entry level and then Nylander gets what, kind of the sort money of he like, wants <laughs> like yeah i mean he'll get his seven and a half which you know so i wonder if they're him, almost I'd purposely holding that. out now until closer to well that's, i think the first. leafs are now like i think yeah. the leafs are like man you can wait well totally. what the hell what the hell is two weeks earlier now well yeah yeah we're gonna have you at your full yeah hockey capability for the playoffs which is what they care about they're Plus, clearly they're doing just fine no other team is going to give them their best offer until december 1st either yeah well that's well, the well see, this is this them. is the other like potentially. This is the other one that I've kind it's of been reading around, them. and like other GMs have come out and said, like, we're gonna wait until the final, like, the final hour, quote unquote. Like, obviously not. I think it's five p.m. on December first or something Eastern. Yeah, yeah. that's the deadline. So yeah, they're they're Eastern. not gonna wait till four, but they're gonna wait till like the last day or two. Yeah, and then we're gonna give them because he's like they're like that's gonna be the the lowest trade price and probably the lowest price out of the Nylander camp too. Probably. You'd think, but at the same time we've been here this long and maybe they just have a number and that's what they want. But it's it's still the crazy thing is, is anybody, does anybody want to pay him that? Like anybody, the 30 other teams, do they want to pay him that? Not eight and a half. Eight and a half. Might be a couple teams that would pay him eight. Carolina would probably pay him eight right now. Carolina Carolina is desperate to get him. It sounds like, but the thing is they got to pay Aho too. Yeah, but I mean they're so low. They on they the have cap. Yeah, I mean they got so room. much space. They got like thirty, <laughs> twenty million dollars. Yeah, cap they're space. looking at projected cap space fifteen point yeah, six this payroll. year. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Current cap space is twenty. Projected is fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, 
They got plenty. They of have space. room for sure. They have room for both Aho and, but then, that's league cap hit. That's not internal cap hit. Yeah. Right or internal money cap, right? But again, the Leafs too, right? Leafs have eleven point five ish projected cap space this year. They can eat that ten and a half million first year cap hit yeah. for Nylander if they give him seven and a half by seven. Yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, especially yeah. like if he, if he ends up at seven one, I don't hate it. Especially by the end of it, it only seems high. Seven, now. Like, seven and seven, yeah, only seems high yeah. now. Seven in five years is gonna seem low, and that's why he's not willing to sign. He's like, well, guys, lower dead on. But anyway. that's it. But that that's the thing, right? Like it, it's. Like, yes, I understand you feel like at the end of your long-term deal, you're going to be undervalued. Yeah, because you're overvalued at the beginning. Yeah, that's the that's point. Right? That's yeah. the point. That's Nowadays. why teams do this stuff. If if you want to get paid exactly what you're worth, sign one-year deals. The whole Your whole career. Yeah, absolutely, right? If you if you don't want to feel like you're ever getting underpaid, sign one-year deals, bud. Enjoy yep. the freedom. Enjoy yeah. that all that. Uh, Hope you never get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy all that comfort of being locked in. Yeah. Right? So it's. I don't know. It's Ray Ferraro's has said it before, and he goes, "When you're negotiating a deal, and you eventually sign your deal, forget about it. You're yeah. getting paid. You're playing hockey. You're making money. How much easier is that? Yeah, That's right. Like and someone, like you know, I saw a tweet the other day. Like, you know, Pasternak. He's probably so miserable making six point seven five million oh, on the top line sure in he, the NHL. I'm oh, sure no. he hates it. I'm sure he hates the fact yeah. that he gets to play with." Bergeron oh, I'm so underpaid. Rough life. Oh, God, yeah. I have to skate <laughs> with Matthews every day. Oh, yeah, right. Like, Poor Nylander. Oh, boy, really? God damn it. Only, like, one of the most stacked <sighs> teams in the NHL. Ah, uh, no. Right? You mean I got to have a chance to win a cup every year? Damn it. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's just a, it's another one of those things. All right? I got to be willing to do is put my ego aside and accept that I'm not going to be the most famous person on my team. Hmm, can I do that? Some guys can, some know. guys can't, right? Hey, don't get me wrong. My ego gets in my way plenty of times, and there's many things that uh, <laughs> I stand by that I'm like, no! <laughs> Absolutely not. But, I mean, honestly, this could... This whole thing could end up working out, but at the same time, you look at the history of things like this. Even if he's saying he's going to get traded, and the one that got closer to this was Turris, and he was gone three right? months. Well, that's, that's I, it. I think that's the whole thing, is that at this point... The whole relationship is hugely tarnished. Like it's almost as if they've hugely been, tarnished. It's almost as if they've been through arbitration. Yeah, like in a rough arbitration, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Could yeah. it could it work? Could he be the outlier that sticks around? Maybe. Maybe he does finally see the light and go, oh, I got to play with Matthews, Tavares, and Marner yeah. on my team. Yeah, for potentially six, seven. But eight again, years, yeah. you look at this, right? Like, so look at the numbers we just ran: seven and a half million. Ends up as a ten point five million dollar cap hit for the first year. Yeah. What if somebody says like like what if he legitimately says I need eight, eight by seven? It's gonna yeah. be tough for any team, dude. That goes up to like eleven. Yeah. For the first year, there's not that many teams that have eleven million spare. It's like, is he actually no. going? Yeah, that's the question. I think is if he goes somewhere else, is he actually gonna get that money? Because I think you, I think he might have passed up on like one of the better deals that he probably is maybe going to get. So. Well, and that's where he's got to realize, like, do you want to go to Carolina? And that, that too, too, exactly, right? Like, yeah, I you mean, might, really? you might, you might decent... be far from home in Sweden and Toronto too, but you might be real far from home in Carolina. Like, yeah. It's, it's very different. It's like, yeah, they're playing 
pretty good this year, but they're not like the established, you know, ready for playoff <laughs> team. Chicago. What yeah. about? Pittsburgh. And a lot of people haven't uh, said it because everyone's kind of assuming that Toronto wants a defenseman back. What about Nylander for Panarin? No. Why? Well, they're not going to go uh, expiring contract for Nylander. I they mean, need commitment. That, that's the tough part, right? Because you'd want to ha- be able to have the chance to talk to Panarin in advance, right? But how, Which, like, I mean, you probably get from Columbus at this point because oh. he's in his final year, and they, he's made it quite clear that he has no intention of coming yeah. back. But and and Panarin's going to ask for a ton, and he'd probably end up asking for more than uh, Neeland. Oh he's yeah, probably, and so he's, he's U of A, right? So he'll like, Panarin will be in the nine tens. Yeah, yeah, but they can't I mean, afford that. Yeah, I mean, if he ends up coming in at that, but I mean, if you could, but I would take Panarin at eight versus Nylander at seven and a half. I don't think so. I don't really? think I would. Not not. I'd take Panarin's eighty-five points over uh, Nylander's sixty-one points. Uh, true, uh, but the the whole thing with Nylander is. I suppose Panarin. I mean, he's a UFA, but he's not in a UFA out of his prime. He's yeah, a UFA still very no, much so. No, you're right, but you're gonna end up paying Panarin when he's not in his prime. Whereas Nylander, that whole deal is him getting better. But Panarin, he's 27. 27. So, so be you sign him for seven year. years. You're not going to get many years out of his prime. No, but you're going to get 34, 35 years where you're like, okay, he's not getting better. Yeah. That's the thing with... But to, like, take, but to go like, for the cup now, though, right? Yeah, but, that's, but the now. thing is, it's not one and done for the Leafs. You're not... You're not... Like, this is not the and only no. year. Yeah, but I mean, they've got three years where, I mean, you... They got to... They got to get a cup here, too, at least um, one. Yeah, it takes the pressure off to try and get the next at one. At least one. <laughs> I, mean, you I, could, I can't even talk like that. <laughs> well, know, right? you can put it, it at least the next three years is easily their highest probability. It's like the Jets, I'm too, trying right? to do it. But, I mean, I, yeah. I don't – like, I, I just don't think they – like, they you can't get – you're not getting Panarin at eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah, realistically, probably not. And that's why Columbus has been. There's a reason. He wants to go to big market. I mean, you might get your. I think there's a reason that, A, Chicago traded him to Columbus. And I think there's a reason that Columbus still doesn't have a sign. He wants to go UFA. Yeah. He wants to get paid and he wants to go somewhere. Yeah. And I guess that's my thing is if the attraction of being in a big market of Toronto is enough to get that done and and the chance to win. I don't think so for Benarin. Yeah, I don't know what his motivations are. He's a yeah, hard guy I don't to really read. know what he's thinking. I feel like there's like a lot of Russian. I mean, in, in, I feel like there's some Russian in there that like he wants to go play with certain guy. Like it's right? not. Ovi. I don't think it's Ovi because I don't think they have money. But no, yeah. But I think there's somebody he wants to play with. But I, I just, I would, I personally would rather have Pan, or Nylander at whatever Panarin's going to get. Seven point one for Nylander, if that's what happens. Over the next couple of years, or yeah, if, five you, if years. you get Nealander that cheap, I just at this point I don't know if he's gonna take it. I don't either. Yeah, Obviously, but is he like, willing to sit out a whole year to not get that money? I don't know either. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's I mean, a hard call to. That's a lot of money, but at the end of your career, if you, if you, and if he got hurt, I mean even just if you're walking around and you bust your Achilles heel, you know, banging some broad, you know, like. <laughs> You're I was playing like flag football with a guy, and his heel got clipped, and boom, his Achilles tendon gets ripped. Like it's yeah. just not even like a crazy physical yeah. nothing. I'm not saying that he's probably not going to play football or anything. Totally, but he, right? He, he could easily be going out there shooting the shit with his buddies, playing a little game of soccer, yeah. or a footy, <laughs> uh, 
and roll a little ankle, ankle or, right? you know, you could boom. So now you're not paid this year and you're not paid the rest of your career, right? right. How, so so like, how many I, millions I mean, have you given up? I don't know if that's necessarily a re like, I don't know if you're going to bet against yourself that hard. He's clearly betting for himself right now. Sure. Or else he would have took six by six or something. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's just, I cannot, I said this last week, Ongoing. I cannot wait till December 2nd. I, you know, Yeah. It's it's hard not to talk about, and I I've gone through stages. Like I remember last week when we talked about it a bit. I'm like, fuck, I don't even want to talk about this shit anymore. I know. But now I, it's getting to the point again where we're gonna like the biggest everything's week. gonna happen now, right? It's the big it's the biggest week exactly. of the negotiations, exactly. and the next week the biggest week of the negotiations. Until it's done, it's gonna be just yeah ongoing. Yeah, we got we <laughs> got then, two weeks. Even podcast. once it's done, then it won't yeah. be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they win the trade? Well, no. Did they lose the trade? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, exactly. if, if they sign him, it's going to be like, oh, it sounds like this team's in for Nylander yeah. again. It's yeah. a forever oh on, God. even, you know, next year. Is he, was yeah. he worth it? Oh, <laughs> things are sour now after negotiations. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. just, cla- it, it'll be classic Leafs fan. Two weeks into his season, he's only got like four points. Oh, yeah. my God, should they have signed him? Right? Yeah. Oh, it's way too much. They, <laughs> they totally caved in. And yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dubis loses his first negotiation. Yeah. La, then you got, la, yeah, la. Toronto media on your ass like that, too. It's just like, like, w- like, what if Dubis is actually smart enough? He's obviously he's seen this calculation. He's done these calculations. What if he's just like, fuck it. We're just waiting. Yeah. I well, It's going to say we can we can do this. We can use this cap loophole well, thing in the in the CBA to our advantage. We're going to do it. I don't care what the media says. Boom. Well, he literally just mentored for the last three years under the guy who literally preaches if you've got time, use it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right? Lamorello is all about if you have time, use Like, he never rushes any that's, of his decisions. So, I'm not surprised. You know, this I, is, I haven't thought of that. Actually. That's not necessarily out. bad advice, too. That's true. Like, yeah, right? I mean, there's different sides to everything. And you want to get him in, but they're winning games. They're not well, out of the playoffs. Yeah. It's not like they're, you know, really without him. And they have this deadline. I mean, clearly, it doesn't really affect. I think time is only better. This year. Time is benefiting Toronto a lot more than it's benefiting Nylander. I, yes. feel, like it, I feel like he's probably sweating. Yeah, yeah. You got to be shaking in a space. Place, I even was right? thinking about that with Goudreau. When he kind of yeah. went through a tiny bit, even of if he that. takes one year, do you think he's gonna be that good to start after having well, this exactly, much time right? off? It's been right, a long like, time. So for him, he probably doesn't want a short term now because he's thinking, "Well, I'm gonna be a little rusty, so I'm not gonna look that good. So I need that long term to get bet, the rust out of the way." I bet you the shortest he goes is probably three. Yeah. Uh, for that reason, partly that reason, right? Uh, I think the Leafs would probably like uh, that's another one. Like, why just just sign a goddamn bridge deal? Million. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. We'll see on. Guess we'll see how that turns out. It's not coming a day earlier. Before we'll talk about place. it next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one way or another, whether he signs, doesn't sign, or gets traded, we're gonna be talking about it yeah. next Thursday. Yeah. Oh man, unbelievable. Well. Finally, onwards. So, I was going to say, not yeah. to change that, but like finally, the first yeah. Battle of Alberta. Here for we the, go, baby. 2018 2019 season. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. And it's not yeah. the first game of the year, which I'm really looking forward to. Like both teams yeah, both have teams actually have, played for right? a little while, and settled in and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, usually there's a couple, two or even three quick ones in the first couple months. Yeah. And then 
I've, I've seen that in the last, you know, a couple, three seasons. And then you wait most of the year and then you get the other half. Playoff push time. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of the time, especially the last two or three years, both those teams have been, you know, out of the picture at that point. And then it's like, oh, Battle of Alberta. Yeah, I can't wait to go down to yeah, the south. Yeah, the though. 11th and yeah. 12th place teams in the league yeah. <laughs> or in the west. <laughs> and the other time, it's just the first game of the year and it's just the Connor McDavid show just – <laughs> exactly right catches everybody else off guard yeah. because he's too See how much damn better good. i got off in the off season <laughs> you yeah. thought i wasn't good over now under how many better. brutal goals does smith let in <laughs> against mcdavid you know okay it's one and a half gonna, is the over under i don't know <laughs> i mean a lot of it's going to depend on tonight if he you know pitches a shutout or you know is unreal in montreal they're obviously going to play him but if he's nowhere close to like really good I don't think they play him against uh, yeah, well, Oilers on, on uh, Saturday. I can see it. Because the fact of the matter is, Riddick is playing well. Yep. Right? He's getting the job done every game. Like, he hasn't had a bad game yet. His bad game was the third period of the 9-1 shellacking from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right, when and he that was going in, in cold. Yeah, right? Three goals when the team had already completely given up, going in cold, and we were so garbage. Yeah. That, that wasn't, that wasn't dependent on his play at all. Right. That was his one bad game. The rest of his games have been like at worst good. Yeah. So, and yeah, I, I have think, to say though, I, I, I don't, I think the, a goal, a goaltending battle in for the flames is, it's probably the best thing I think for both goalies at this point. Absolutely. I think so too. Cause I think it's, it's what this organization needs and has needed for a long time. They as long can, as Smith, as long as the battle is because Smith is pushing and playing well too. If it's because exactly. Smith is continuously getting worse, then it's not great. But. Yeah, they can't afford. I said this last week. They can't afford to go and get somebody to fix this again. Yeah, no. exactly. They got to work with what. And you know, what about Bobrovsky? <laughs> <laughs> they would have, like if you're gonna take a swing, you better take that. Swing. But yeah, and yeah. you know, a I lot of sign him though. A lot of teams, you know, like. Over the course of, I don't know, last three or four years, a big successful like part of their game has been having two goalies that can play well and play often. I think I think Riddick is pushing Smith to be more on his game, obviously, because I think he's on the verge of maybe taking that, you know, 1A, if we're going to call it that, because that's probably what this is going to turn into. Yeah, I and mean, Smith's still going to get a bunch of games this year. Yeah. No, for no sure. way around it. Um, but honestly, in that San Jose game, I I thought Smith played really good. And he, he, did. he locked it down. And, and if he plays well again uh, tonight against Montreal, then I'm quite sure he'll be in against Edmonton. Um, and, so yeah, how many does he let against McDavid? I don't know. I mean, it's... But this is also the thing. I feel McDavid's like... it's amazing. I and, feel like it's tough. It's going to... Especially at this point, uh, and what has happened over the course of the season so far for the flames in net do you really want to keep relying on smith to go three games four games in a row playing really well i think they need to have a little bit more of a healthy rotation because yes but when you get into the playoffs you gotta have that guy but that's true and right i just now... feel like at this point in the season maybe later on in the season, you know, two thirds through the season, then you start relying on Smith. A little yeah, bit you don't more. need I'm, you don't need yeah. to know you have that guy. Like necessarily, like, it's obviously good if you're the one of the few teams in the NHL that has that starting goal that's legit, that's steady, that's giving yeah. you the performance every night. But yeah, like I mean, if Smith is 
even if he's thin on his head, he can't play 65 games this year. He's just he's too old. There's too many games. I mean, even young goalies can't play that many games anymore. But he, I guess, yeah, the amount. I don't even know where I'm going to go with this now, actually. I completely lost my he needs, he needs. He needs to play like 50 games. Yeah, that I think, you know, that would be ideal, right? And Which, and then it keeps him fresh because, you know, it'll keep him fresh for, you know, not having a Rene situation or something, right? In like hopefully. in the playoffs. Yeah, like but, Vasilevsky last year where he was straight yeah, up said I was tired. Exactly, right. Right. I know where I was sorry, I know where I was gonna go with it. I guess the thing right now, the reason why if he's playing well, I would roll with him just to get him back rolling. That's true. Too. And then once I did then I would kind of be going back to yeah sitting him because I don't want to wait too long when Riddick is playing well too. I mean, Riddick right. shows last. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you want to have him right? in there, so he needs too. to be playing as often as he can as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. And I'm glad that yeah, Bill Peters is the guy to do it right now because he seems like he's the guy that's not afraid to make mm-hmm. the calls that he needs to make. Everybody's still kind of on their first impression with him. Like obviously we're yeah very almost early, two, almost two yeah. months into the season, but it's still. He doesn't have favorites. He doesn't have like mm-hmm. I. He doesn't feel the pressure to play said guy to make him happy. Yeah, yet, right, right. So it's which is how I feel that. Look uh, at Neil, right? And I feel that Gullitson. That's that was one of his major downfalls last year was just relying on a broken, broken record. Realistically, oh, no other coach in the history of the NHL is going to put a fourth liner on the first power play right. unit with right. no points. For half a season before you make a change. Yeah. 40 games with a fourth line plug on your power play. No goals. That drove me Five insane. on five or power play. Like, I don't know, Jared. You really like Troy Brower. <laughs> don't even get me started on that guy. It's a good thing Brett's not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, funny oh, side man. note. My wife, literally, day after he just got uh, bought out, it was when she was working part-time at uh, the golf, uh, PGA golf course there, shows up. He's like, uh, I recognize you. He's like, yeah, I used to play for the Flames. Oh, did you retire? Oh, Brower? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was uh, awesome. Might as well. He moved to Florida. So. <laughs> yeah, right. He pretty much did. Dude, not, not exactly. Oh, text me Not exactly? Yeah. Text me later. He's like, uh, who, who's Troy Brower? What? Did he just uh, leave it to you? What's going on with him? I'm like, yeah, he just got bought out. She's uh, like, oh, that's awkward. Like, don't talk to me about this, lady. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, like, tried uh, probably man. to get away. Let me just go golf for you. Just got bought out. I got to go clear my head. Some lady. Oh, did you retire? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, in that San Jose, I don't know if you guys watched that San Jose and Calgary game. Yes. Man, how brutal was that refing? In especially oh. in that third period. Okay, so first of all, when in an NHL game, especially a game like that where it's not clean by any means, there's some chippiness going on. How does a team not get a power play? How is yeah. I couldn't believe that one. And you know, I didn't even really notice Kane at because, the end and put but it like, out. yeah, like. That's a blatant delay of game. How? Yeah. Like they did one. they not look at it too? Like oh, they looked at it. Not only doing? did they look at it, they kept it in the shark zone, which yeah, yeah. Like, so they must have figured it hit the glass then. Yeah, and it's like that went straight out. That is a penalty. That is like what two minutes left? Under two minutes left, I think. Yeah, under two minutes. Yeah, it was and still then 
about it's it still a two one game at that point. Like, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't a three one game. So. That's a major miscall. Like that could have changed the entire outcome of that game. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a six on four. You get a power play goal. Right. Tie Boom. game going. And into we overtime. all know Flames going into overtime and what they can do yeah. in overtime. And even still, to get that one point, I mean, would have been huge. Because then you're coming away from California yeah. with three out of six, feeling like, okay, not bad. We got three out of six, yeah. and we outplayed Anaheim. Exactly. Versus, man, we outplayed Anaheim. We beat the Kings. We did okay. I mean, they out, the Sharks outplayed us. We got two points. Like, it, yeah. just totally it different feeling. They the stuck wet, in that like, game, to though, California. too. Yeah. yeah. But, no, you're right. It's, it's, it's tough because it's one of those ones where, like, you don't want to be the guy that blames the refs all the time i rarely do but exactly that's it right but like that, there's some where you're like oh my god and it's like i think uh what was about probably nine minutes left in the third buddy goes uh i can't even remember who it was goes on a break and they call geo for a hook yet buddy holds on to his stick puts the full full all five fingers around the stick yeah. and holds a stick for a sec and then throws a stick away but no let's just give geo a hooking call and that's that yeah. like get those out ones of here. are tough because it's like it's just I mean, like it's I, in my opinion first, right. but it's, it's, in my yeah. opinion it's like if you're gonna call a penalty then call both but it's the same shit they do with the diving too right? it's like, true it's a tripping penalty and then there's a dive it's like well if you didn't dive you wouldn't fell down yeah so how's it both so yeah. it's it's tough it's but uh yeah, one thing, too, at that Battle of Alberta, it's funny because you look at the standings and you're like, it's what happened to... Well, it's a huge game. It's a legitimate battle for once. It's a big game. And what on earth is going on in that Pacific Division? Because it's kind of flip-flopped from last year. Yeah, It's, it's just kind of an interesting situation because... I mean, San Jose... Is San Jose is finally where we expected open. them to be. Exa- yeah. yeah. San and, Jose being the only exception, in my opinion. And there's... There still aren't like Carlson's still not performing like which is weird, right? Well, he's not just not getting the goals. He's actually been putting up uh, some of the underlying numbers better than he has in recent years. Uh, You can go back three years ago to where some of his numbers are actually matching what he was doing before, but which is um, good news. Yeah, but you think once he once he starts putting in in the net and stuff like that, like San Jose is going to be better. Exactly, and they're already in first in the Pacific. What happens when Carlson heats up like he can? But yeah. at the same time, Burns is going nuts. So. Yeah, he's still classic Burns. Do it unreal. So I mean, they're just fine. Yeah, Calgary realistically, if they can continue playing the way they're playing, if they get the goaltending, keep figuring out the system. I mean, I think they probably got the best shot at finishing second at this point. From there, though, I mean, Vancouver surprised, but they've. They've lost two straight, three of the last four. They're kind of coming back to earth. Edmonton, I think they're going to be in a fight for it, but I don't think they're really going to be, you know, fighting for the top of the division by any means. Um, I think they'll be fighting for the playoff spot. Anaheim, the fact that they're hanging in it without all these injuries, if they get back, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a late push. They always seem to find a way to do that. There's only going to be four teams pushing regardless, I think. Cause it, like, Unless somehow Arizona can pull it out of their asses, but that's no, uh, a high probability of that not so. happening. Like, they'll definitely be way better than they were last year, and they're yeah. going to have spurts. They'll probably win five and then lose five. Is it going to be their issue? Well, that's what happened to Edmonton, right? Like Edmonton went on that wicked run, went up into the first in the Pacific, and then all of a sudden now they're in fourth. Yeah. But, I mean, like Vancouver's, Vancouver's not really – like it's it's – 
artificial that they are, they're in second because they're three games in hand or ahead of Calgary. Edmonton, yeah, right? and only yeah. one point and ahead. One so point up, two, the, three yeah, points Calgary's up on Edmonton. covering that spread. Right, so it's like it's basically going to be San Jose, Calgary, Edmonton, Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Come the end of the season, I think it'll be those four teams. Yeah, like maybe Vegas. I, yeah, I mean, same thing. They're between the injuries. So many guys playing above their contracts last year. I mean, even if their guys have good years, I mean, even if Carlson puts up 20 goals this year, which is still a good year, it's going to seem like such a letdown. Yeah, I agree. Compared to last year. Yeah, it's going to be rough for them. Yeah, that's. So, like, to me, that's your four. Yeah. Uh, And then, I mean, really, do you you think, I would assume one of those teams gets a wild card, too. Yeah, I would think depending, so, I guess. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. The way Minnesota's playing, Minnesota's right. playing better than I expected them to you know, this at, year. You look at the Central, Nashville, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Colorado. Maybe Dallas is that fifth team. Maybe like, Dallas right? can get I don't think together, it'll be Chicago. But, but I mean... Yeah. St. Louis, you expect to be in that mix. But yeah. you can only hold your breath so long for that. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe Dallas. Yeah, it'll be interesting whether or not Dallas yeah. can fight for that. Dallas is a deceiving one. I mean, kind of surprised they haven't taken a little bit more steps but their defense isn't as deep or strong as plus it with seems the injuries like it should now. be on paper and yeah, yeah with true. the injuries Mathot and yeah well, now Klingberg that's I gonna mean, hurt ugh, it's gonna be and that's like yeah that's them. the place where or yeah a place in their game that they need probably the most yeah absolutely but yeah you go into games played and stuff right St. Louis only has 16 games played most of that division's at 18 yeah Summer at 19, right? So it's they still have a chance to push their way up. I mean, Colorado's fourth with 21 points, it's not really yeah. that crazy. Like, St. Louis is 15 points, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's gonna be an it's it's the West, it's always a shit show, right? Like, it's always, always, always like this, yeah. It's always down to you know, four teams to the last two games yeah. to get that last wild card spot. Which is awesome. There's nothing better than the last couple oh, yeah. of hockey. Gotta love it. But this weekend, again, kind of like last weekend, is pretty quiet. Again, yeah. lot, lot, lots of games. As far as, like, big matchups. There's not really that many big matchups at all. Kind of it's... top teams versus bottom teams or teams yeah. with no rivalries whatsoever. Columbus, <laughs> yeah, Columbus, Carolina is the one I just looked at, right? Like, it's two... And Columbus has actually been pouring it on out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, two fairly decent teams right now. But who gives a shit? Right? I mean, <laughs> especially for us with yeah. the Northwest. Yeah. I mean, it's I just... I think maybe Tampa-Philly might be a decent matinee there. That could be... That could be a good one. But Philly's kind of starting Monica. to come around. And now with Tampa, you know, in the goalie situation, all of a sudden, you know, that's a little bit of a more competitive game, I think, yeah, than it maybe was. That could be a really high-scoring game, actually. Yeah, it'll be interesting to no see No goaltending how... in two offensive teams. Actually, I'm that down. could be a fascinating afternoon game. I got, like, four game. Philly players in my fantasy team. So. Yeah, let's go for it. It'll be interesting Goss to see. Gossip has got to get his shit together oh. for me. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Him and a few other defensemen I got on my team, not to mention some goaltenders and forwards. And <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. But, yeah, like you said, the... Fire that GM, too. Eight o'clock Eastern <laughs> Saturday is or, sorry. Ten o'clock Eastern is the Battle of Alberta. We'll be there. Yeah, very excited. Hell for that. yeah! In arena recording. Ten o'clock recording. Eastern. Ten o'clock Eastern. We'll eight, be, o'clock, uh, eight o'clock Mountain. We'll be wow. doing some uh, Saturday, some on scene, on scene uh, 
solid journalism, more yeah. like uh, sitting in the stands drinking oh, beer. Oh, PM, but... you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about morning. I was like, damn, 10 a.m. Eastern? That is... Since when are they doing a.m. We're going to the Dome at 8 a.m. Yeah, Mountain? 12 Eastern? And then the Oilers' hometown hockey on Sunday is the Oilers in Vegas. Woo. Yeah, right? That should have been a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I'd say the best game on Sunday is going to be that Minnesota Chicago game. Crawford yeah. back. Yeah. Hopefully Dubnik's back. Yeah, we'll see what's going on with that one. Um Colton, but, see if he's starting to get, you know, get the team playing with a bit of yeah. an identity here yeah. now and yeah. It could be a big one. Colorado curious, yeah, Anaheim what, might be good too. What is Chicago now? Are they, they're not fast, they're not big, they're not Super skilled. They got Kane, but beyond that, I mean, as far as like a ton of skill in their life, like they don't have Panarin anymore. Sod's injured as well. Yeah. It's another injury. Classic. Woo. So, yeah, you don't have a ton of power for it. Like, I mean, who the Chicago Blackhawks are is a big question mark, yep. in my opinion. Which is kind of Probably your in their opinion, too. Which is kind of your typical problem when you have a team that's not really contending anymore, right? Yeah. You look at most teams. If you look at a team and you're like, what exactly are they trying to accomplish? They're generally not contenders. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's gonna be gonna be an interesting weekend of games. I can't can't wait till Nylander's done. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'm sure they can't either. But yeah, I guess that's all uh, for tonight, folks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah. Appreciated uh, being around the last few shows. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks catch for stopping around. by. Yeah. Let me know if you need me again. Again, uh, once again, any of our that. any of our listeners <laughs> we need a replacement. Any of our, any of our listeners uh, think that Tyrell is awesome? Awesome, let us know. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get rid of Brett. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you listening, Grandma? <laughs> <laughs> Put in a good word for me. <laughs> All right, thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, uh, settle in for a great weekend of hockey. Hopefully, we get some surprise games, maybe some more nice goals like we had last uh, last weekend. Yeah, and uh, stop by the bench uh, next week for more hockey talk with the boys. Also, don't forget to join us uh, at the Bench Boys Hockey Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. Adios.